This episode of Christmas Countdown is brought to you by Countdown Network. From Disney to theater to Christmas, parenting, and beyond, Countdown Network is your home for the top-ranked countdown podcasts in the world. Merry Christmas, everyone! Welcome to the Christmas Countdown Show podcast extraordinaire. (laughs) We have live, actual jingle bells that you're hearing right now. Can you believe that? We got real. I've got a reindeer. That's right. I got a reindeer. Uh, uh, Comet oh my is gosh. hanging out Comet right next here. to me. Please don't fart, Comet. I've heard your farts are legendary. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's from uh, uh, Santa Claus Three, Santa right? Santa Claus Three, which we we but just found that? out. Danny and I was, were talking before we started the podcast here, and we both watched it last night with our families, unbeknownst to each other. But welcome everyone to episode sixteen. Of the Christmas Countdown Show with Eric Peterson yes. and Danny Jordan. We are happy to have you. We are getting in the Christmas spirit. We are so close, folks. We are, I believe, uh, getting in. As we're getting in. We're in it. We are in it like. We are in it to win it. Win it. Absolutely. <laughs> and I believe today, as we're recording this, it's 18 days to Christmas, but when this will air, it will be 17. Like, it's 17 today, which means it'll be yes. like 15 days to Christmas when this airs. On Friday. Um, but whenever math. you're listening yes. to this, we hope that you are busy <laughs> wrapping presents and putting yes. up lights if they're not already up, and that you're listening to Christmas music and watching Christmas yes. movies and TV specials. Yes. We've got a great list for you today. Today we are doing mm. top 10 Christmas characters who are not the leads of their movies, so ancillary characters, yeah. the the character actors of uh, famous Christmas movies and TV specials. So, like in, for instance, in in Rudolph, we would not choose Rudolph, but we might choose the Abominable Snowman or something like that. So, yes. so all of these choices will be fun, sort of uh, you know characters that are not the first thing you think about, but maybe. Hopefully, characters that make you smile and, and make you happy. So we got a great list. Sort of like our podcast. Like our podcast. Like Eric oh, is the Danny, star. Well done. Eric is the star, and I'm an ancillary character. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're both the star <laughs> and ancillary. I, but at least characters. I'm a lovely. I'm <laughs> a lovely ancillary good. A pal lovely character. good buddy. Pally for a laugh. <laughs> yes. Um, but how are you doing? Buddy. How are you doing, Danny? I'm doing great. Um, I love that we're here at uh, just after nine o'clock in the morning. I think it's the earliest we've ever recorded. It was very cold. It was uh, in my garage uh, slash my garage studio. How, how would what would be, what would be the hybrid of that? Garageio. Garageio. Studage. Studage. Studage is very good. Studage. No. Studage. I don't know. Studage is great. Studage. Studage is. Studage sounds like some like like hip guy from the seventies that shows up at the old. Uh, discotheque. Hey, did you see hey, Studage is here? Studage is here. <laughs> and he's got the cool bell bottoms and the, the really party like, is lit big, now. like platform shoes. <laughs> Studage is in the house. Hey, hey. It's like a character that um that Ben Stiller would. Oh, play. totally. 100%. Uh, and and I, I feel like he's probably played that character. In a movie, <laughs> like along came Polly or something yeah. to that effect. Or no, it was uh, Starsky and Hutch. Yes. That was the one where he goes to the discotheque and shows little, off his moves. Gets a little out of his mind, yeah. uh, we'll just say. Anyway, I'm doing great. Uh, as always, I am absolutely thrilled to be here. I, You know I'm in the Christmas spirit. I did something always. the other day that I had yet to do this holiday season, and it filled my heart with so much joy. What Eric. was it? Um, 
I went Christmas shopping in a store. Yeah. I did it. Feels good, I, doesn't it? I, you know, last year, it felt so great. I think last year I bought everything via Amazon or yeah. some sort of online retailer, yeah. um, as I'm sure so many people, if not the vast majority of people, did last year. Um, and I, I'd forgotten how much I enjoyed grabbing a cart because when I first got to the store, I went there with sort of like one mission in mind. I was like, I'm going to run to this aisle and, and just grab one or two items and I'm out. Yep. But then I went to that aisle and I started seeing things that were popping out at me as I was making my way back to that aisle. And I was like, you know what? Forget <laughs> it. Um, I put the stuff down that I had in my hands. I went back to the front of the store. I was at Home Goods. I grabbed not the not the small little you know stacked double decker cart. I grabbed the big full industrial cart. cart. Yeah. Oh yeah, baby. And I and I you know I pulled that child seat back to give myself a little bit more room in that cart, <laughs> and I wheeled down. The aisle way back to the uh, the children's toys and gift section, right. and I and I went to town and I I bought I bought a bunch of stuff for for our girls. I was list I had my AirPods in. I was listening to Christmas music, You're just jamming. I was smiling at people. Oh my gosh! I I was talking with people in the store um, about like cool things that they had. And this lady's like, "Oh, this train, this box is a little mangled. Uh, I'm gonna grab this one." I was like, "Hey, I'd do this." She goes, "My kid won't care." I was like, "But you would." <laughs> She goes exactly. I was like, "Merry Christmas!" I was like, Woo. "I was like bopping around the store." I was feeling great. I'd love I to miss that so much. I'd love to imagine that the song you were listening to was not Christmas music, but was "Another One Bites the <laughs> Dust" by Queen. And and the "Another One Bites the Dust" is like so, uh, a toy that you're crossing off your list. Yeah, like, another one bites the dust. You put a little a, a toy into the cart. Yeah, another one bites the dust. Another toy in the cart. <laughs> Like, and I'm like crossing it crossing off, off like, and another one down and another one down another one bites the dust <laughs> and people in the store are like are, what, what are you that? listening to a little uh, you know Frank Sinatra right. you got Michael no 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 queen baby queen baby <laughs> you know how I roll um, but it was so much fun being in the store and and being in that energy and, and seeing people like out there shopping yeah. for those that they care about um Historically, you know, as I've talked about, I love giving gifts. It, it fills my heart. That's one of my love languages is just, you know, thinking of thoughtful things for people and giving it to them. Yeah. Um, but I, I, and historically I've been a Black Friday shopper. Like I'm, I don't go online on Black Friday. I love ro getting up early, getting a cup of coffee, getting going to Target, mix. going to Costco, getting in it. Like I love that battle, you know, <laughs> and being like the first in line. I love yeah. that. Um, and so I, I didn't realize how much I missed that until I was back in a store uh, a couple days ago, and it just made me so stinking happy. I had the biggest smile on my face. I, I thought I was going to be a little bit anxious, but I wasn't right at all. I was like, am I anxious right now? I was like, no, I'm just happy. Happy to be there. Um, yeah. yeah. And it was cool. And, you know, I, when I got home from the store, I was like, okay, I think the girls are taken care of. Yeah. And my wife goes... Um, I think they were already taken care of before you went to the store. And I said, well, then they are really gonna have a good care Christmas. Of. Yeah, they are. And, and now I'm at a point, you know, because my daughter is, you know, very mobile and very curious. Um, I'm struggling to find places to sort of hide things. Sure. Um, like yesterday, she almost uncovered this big covered stack of uh, gifts that I have in in the garage, right? Because um, like one of her little like shopping cart toys that she likes to play with was next to it. And she goes, and I'm I'm sitting here at my desk and I look over. I was like, no, 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 no. Um, and I was like, oh, we can't. This can't happen. Um, but anyway, uh, it, I, my heart is very full. I 
you know, I'm always in the Christmas spirit, but uh, it's like at a new level right now because I just got to do something that that I haven't you done missed. in a while. Have you yeah. been out like in the physical world shopping, Eric? I, it is. Uh, I've. I will say I've been a bit braver. Uh, I've been. I've been doing it for a little while, and it is. Oh, okay. But that's, I, that's also. I have like a, a slight addiction to shopping. I love shopping. I love being in a store. <laughs> so uh, the pandemic couldn't hold me back. I was. Uh, I was out there as soon as the okay. malls were open. I was. I was in them. Uh, but okay. do you know what's funny? You just said that you had to say like, no, 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 no. I just, I just saw this meme the other day that said one of the best parts about Christmas is if somebody is coming into the room that you're in, you can go, wait, 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 no, 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 no. And they assume that you're wrapping presents, <laughs> but it may just be that you need a few minutes alone in the room and you just need a, a moment of peace and quiet. So Christmas time is great. You can just be like, no, 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 I'm wrapping. And people are like, oh yeah, sorry. I can't go in. That's I can't go brilliant. in to give you your That's space. Absolutely brilliant. My wife's like, why are you spending so much time in the garage? Babe, it's Christmas. Christmas. I got a lot of presents to wrap. Don't spoil the magic. (laughs) Don't spoil the magic, babe. She's like... She's like, literally, all of the wrapping paper is still wrapped in the packaging. Right, Don't try exactly. Pull that one with me. And why do I hear a football um, game coming anyway, from the garage? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Why? Why do I hear Eric's voice? <laughs> um, you weren't supposed to be recording today. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> anyway, that's that's what's going on. You know, with me, it's one thing that's got me in the the holiday you know spirit. Another thing that's got me feeling really great uh, are our fans. Yes. Um, I love you all. We love you all so so much. Um, you like, I feel like every time I log into our, our Instagram or our Facebook, we've got like this whole new roster of people who are part of the Christmas countdown crew. It's and, amazing. And if you're listening to the show for the first time, or you've been listening for a while and you're not following us already on social, please make sure you do so. Uh, we are at Christmas countdown show on Instagram, TikTok, and Facebook at Xmas pod, uh, on Twitter. And we have a, a Patreon page. I know we don't talk about that a, a ton, um, but it's a fun way to connect with us in, in a deeper way. It's a fun way to get uh, some exclusive content that uh, we don't release here on the show. You can become yeah. our close friend on Instagram. Uh, we're doing a private Facebook group. So if you want to, you know, listen to some Christmas music with Eric and me or watch a movie, that's that's a way to to make that happen. So head on over to Patreon. You can also uh, click down or scroll down in the in the liner notes for this episode and click on uh, support us on Patreon and you can connect with us there. Um, and while we are chatting about Patreon, uh, and and this is a, a nice transition to get us into our, our fan shout-outs, yeah. um, as it were, I do want to shout-out um, one of our, our new Patreon supporters, uh, who is named Candice. And Hello, Candace. Uh, Candice, it, let's, let's give a shout-out. Let's give a little bit woo! of love Candace. to, to Candice. Love that. I love the woo-woo. Uh, Candice is <laughs> at Portraits. <laughs> Rap horn. Um <laughs> Candice is at Portraits by Candice um, on Instagram. And and one of the perks, one of the cool things about being um, a supporter of us on Patreon at the at the ten dollar level is we will we will read one of your top ten lists yes. on our show. Yes. And we are gonna do that today. This will be other than the top five that we got from from Jen Lilly and Sela Sela V mm-hmm. and I think it was a top one that we got from, from <laughs> Devin and maybe a top two that we got from Scott yep. Schwartz. Um, this is gonna be the only uh, other top ten we've shared on this show so far, other than Amazing. our own. So I think that's pretty 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 special. Um, so this is this is Candace's top ten Christmas songs. Are All you right, ready for it, Eric? You're gonna love this first one. At number 10, by Reliant K, yes. 
Deck the Halls. Great one. Deck the Halls with Bob right? Holly. La 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 la. So good. Great choice. I wish you guys could see Eric mimicking the guitar. <laughs> Great choice. Um, the entire yes. time. <laughs> uh, number nine, we have. Uh, oh. Do you know that I can do an electric talking. guitar voice uh, sound with my mouth? I did not. I wish you did it more. Why did we wait 16 <laughs> episodes to get here? <laughs> That was fun. Wow. Oh, I love it. Who needs who needs uh, mediocre impressions when we can <laughs> we can do pretend we're in band. pentatonics. <laughs> right? Oh my gosh, that was fun. Uh all right. That's only one one of Candy's selections. I can't wait to see what happens with the other nine. Um all right, number nine, we have Silent Night by Mariah Carey. Good one, good choice. Uh and uh, Candace says this is a way underrated version. Uh, number eight, we have Winter Wonderland by Tony Bennett oh, yeah. and Lady Gaga. Yes. Um, love that. I love I love the stuff that they did together. Yeah. That, that's great. I love their, their special. They did a special together they as well, They did right? just recently. It was sort of uh, Tony Bennett's retirement special because um, he's like 91 years old. It's crazy. I saw wow. Tony Bennett with uh, Lady Gaga. She came out for a little bit uh, at the Hollywood Bowl like – uh, I think it was his 85th birthday because they were like celebrating his birthday. Okay. And even then at 85, he was like so sharp and still could like really, really hold the crowd and sing so great. I know that his, you know, his mind is sort of going as has been reported. Um, but still just one of the Mine's one of been the going best. for years. So, yeah. And I mean, the best part is, is that I think you and I, you know, being big Rat Pack guys, you know, it's sort of that last touch of that world you know as he yeah. as he is you know sadly um getting older uh it sort of feels like you know don rickles has passed away tony bennett's you know getting way up there and it's sort of like the last the last uh the mohicans there you know of people that were really a part of yeah. that world so very sad but yes i agree that his version of winter wonderland with lady gaga is spectacular so good great selection candace moving on to number seven Obviously, uh, everybody loves this song. It's Rocking Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda, Brenda Lee. Lee. Good one. Classic. Home Alone. Come on. Yes. Can't say enough about it. Uh, number six. This is fun. Uh, Baby, It's Cold Outside by Seth MacFarlane and Sarah Bareilles. Yeah, that's a good one. I think they do the original lyrics. One. But uh, Seth MacFarlane, if uh, you most people probably know, but just in case you don't, he's the creator of Family Guy. Uh, and American yep. Dad and a bunch of shows, but he's so he's like a very funny, sort of at times crass comedian and voice actor. But he's a huge, slightly, slightly crass, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but he's a huge uh, Sinatra buff, and so he like as sort of just a passion project uh, has released a few albums of sort of you know the jazzy kind of croonery stuff, and he's actually very good, very talented, great guy. I appreciate that he's another person keeping that vibe That's alive right. in our world. And I can't say enough about Sarah Bareilles. Oh, of course. Obviously, she's a very, uh, you know, decorated and acclaimed singer-songwriter, but also wrote an incredible musical, yes. Waitress the Musical. If you haven't listened to the music from that musical, do yourself Beautiful. a favor and go listen to it. It's funny. It's irreverent. Um, she she just she balances that line yeah. so, so well. And it holds a place in my heart because when – our first daughter uh, was born. My wife would play that soundtrack every night when she would give her oh, a bath. Oh, that's awesome. Um, so, like, anytime I hear sugar, sugar, butter, it, like, immediately <laughs> transports me back to, you know, like, three yeah, years yeah. ago, hearing my wife sing that to, to our daughter. Um, thanks for that, Candace. Now you're going to make me cry. Um, 
<laughs> Not your fault, though. Uh, number five, we have Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer by Jack Johnson. Mm. I've I have not, not heard, heard this version. version. Have you? No, I've not. I've heard oh a few gosh. of We're his gonna... other uh, Christmas songs, and I love Jack Johnson, but I've not heard his Rudolph, so we'll have to check that out. Yeah. She said, if you haven't heard this version, stop what you're doing and listen. Here's what we're going to do. We're going to play a so... little clip of it right now. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer had a very shiny nose. And if you ever saw it, you might even say it glows. And all of the other reindeer used to laugh and call him names. They never let poor Rudolph join in any reindeer game. Oh, that was so good. That was really good. That was fun. I'm going to add that I mean, to Jack's my list. just got such a cool, cool vibe, right? Great vibe. Great vibe. Very surfery. Yeah. He's the chillest vibe. I remember when I was, I was younger... And, you know, uh, Jack Johnson was sort of, I don't know if it was like the early days of his career. And yeah. something about the idea of having a Jack Johnson CD in my collection, I was like, I got to get a Jack Johnson CD and just have it playing when people come over so they think yeah. I'm cool. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, what was, was so just cool like one about of those him guys that, back then was that, I mean, he was like a professional surfer. I think he was like a, a really like highly decorated, you know, like won a bunch of, you know, contests and, you know. Uh, events and stuff and he was like this professional surfer but still was able to like write this great music and have a actually original vibe and it was very cool very sitting on the beach by a campfire kind of vibe if you don't know jack johnson he might have one of the coolest middle names of all time what's his middle name Danny. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it's uh, <laughs> it, it's Hody. Hody. H-O-D-Y. Ooh, that is a cool middle name. That's kind of fun, right? I would go by I wanna, Jack I think Hody. I want to change my middle name. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right? Um, okay, great selection. Candace, moving on to number four. Uh, it's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas by Michael Buble. Buble. You know we love that one. Yes. We've chatted about uh, Buble a ton. You know his, version, uh, number his, three. His, uh, his special was on. I've not seen it yet. Uh, I have it uh, set oh, really? to watch on on Peacock, but uh, yeah, his special was on uh, I think two nights ago. His Christmas special, so check that okay. out. Well, I know what I'll be doing tonight. Yes, a little buble. Uh, number three, you're gonna love this, Eric. The Christmas Song by Nat King Cole. Great choice. That was my number right? one. That was number one on Eric's list. Uh, you're probably gonna love this one too, uh, and I do as well. Uh, White Christmas, uh, the Irving Berlin Bing Crosby. Uh, this specific version, she says, with the little flourishes at the end. Hmm. I wonder which one she means. I is there a version? Now I'm so curious. Yeah. I feel like I gotta do a, a quick Google search. Bing. Let's see. White Christmas. I'm giving you all the play-by-play. As I wonder I, um, if she's talking about the I version t- that's in the movie Holiday Inn. Um, which was like Ooh, the original maybe. one, and there's a there's a little flourish of bells that he does, at like because from the movie, okay. he takes his pipe. It's actually a great part. He sings White Christmas, and then he takes his pipe, and there's like a tree right next to the piano, and he's pretending to play the piano, and then he takes his pipe and he goes ding 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 ding. Like I'm not sure if those are the exact notes, but you know something like that, like a little three or four note little bit at the end with his pipe where and there's these bells that are hanging on the Christmas tree and he kind of taps them with his pipe. Oh, very cool. Could be what she's talking That's about. That's got to be it. Yeah. Um, we're going to do a deep dive. Thank you, Candace. Um, and number one, Candace's number one song is Sleigh Ride by Ella Fitzgerald. Ooh, good one. There's so many good versions None of other Sleigh than... Ride. Um, but Ella, right. obviously, the queen. The queen. I love Ella she Fitzgerald. She is. I... 
I'm so glad she included that song, and I'm glad you just said, you know, there's so many great versions, because I don't think you or myself included no. that on any of our lists, and I feel like the song keeps popping up, and I'm like, oh my gosh. I, you know, I think the, what the Ronettes, the Ronettes did is a version of it version. back That's in the 60s. That's probably my favorite, yeah. Yeah, but uh, I think Jamie Cullum has a version of it on, he does? on the, the complete edition. He does? Um, let me... He does. Okay, I don't need to look it up. You're confirming. Uh, yeah, he um, does. Also, so, Harry Connick Jr. has a great uh, version of it. Uh, I also love hearing when, like, an orchestra, you know, like the Boston Pops or something, or the L.A. Yes. You know, uh, symphonic. What is it? The L.A. Are they the L.A. Pops here, too? The, like, big. The Philharmonic. Philharmonic. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, yes. Uh, but I, I actually saw a funny video the other day of there was like a high school band playing sleigh ride and you know how there's the like whip crack of the you know right and yes. so there there's like these high school kids and they're standing and they have their tubas and their trumpets and their trombones and everything and they have music stands and there was a kid who yeah. like ran behind them and he had two pieces of plywood that had a hinge so it would have a good like whack you know like whack sound but instead of doing like just <laughs> yeah. standing there and doing it he ran from the wings jumped up in the air and kind of that pause moment and then we'd go and then like hit it right on the thing but he sort of it sort of looked like he was floating in the air like harry potter or something it was very funny oh my gosh i'll find the video we'll post it on our social we got to do that uh anyway candace thank you so much for supporting us on patreon if you want a chance to have your top 10 read on our show Please head over to our Patreon page. Uh, you can lots of different rewards you can choose from over there. But Candace, that was absolutely brilliant. That was fun to get to sort of read through and hear your thoughts and, and yeah. to react uh, to it as well. That was that was super fun. Um, you know, and while we're on this uh, social media Patreon shoutouts train, um, you know, we love to shout out our, our fans, those who take the time to give us a review uh, on Apple Podcasts. Um, if you're listening on Apple right now, just scroll on down. You can rate us. Uh, obviously, five golden stars is what we absolutely love. And if you want to leave us a little review, that gives you a chance to be featured here on the Christmas Countdown show. And we have a, a few that we're going to read for you today that came from Apple uh, as well as Instagram. Yeah. Uh, Eric, do you want to? Yeah. Keep start us all right this so this week. one is from marzy lou marzy lou uh and the title of the review is can't stop listening and marzy Love lou it. says literally y'all are so funny this podcast gives me all the <laughs> christmas feels it's so great because it doesn't even feel like a podcast at times it almost feels like we're just family hanging out or talking on the phone I love it, and I can't wait for Christmas. Thank you very much, Marzi Lou. That is uh, what we're going Aww. for. We're going for a kind of a family vibe, a vibe that just feels easy and comfortable and familiar. And I think that that's what you know the holidays are about, is feeling comfortable and familiar and being around family and friends that you know and love and you trust. And so we're, yep. we're happy that we're bringing some joy to you uh, and, and that you can feel like you're just hanging out with old chums, Good buddies, lovely people, uh, and your and your friends yep. and family. So thank you very much, Marzi Lou. Do you got another one there, uh, Danny? I do. This one is coming to us from Amanda C three two six, and the title of her review on Apple is "Christmas Joy!" Exclamation point! Exclamation yes. point. Um, she says, I am that person in my family, the one buying gifts in July and decorating in October. <laughs> I love Christmas and everything about it. And finding this podcast was like an early Christmas gift this year. It is funny, heartwarming and festive. And I love comparing my own opinions to Eric and Danny's. It's like a warm mug of cocoa oh. by the fire with the tree lit 
in the corner. Yes. That's good. We That's so good. We right? should do uh, our own sleep story in the middle of one of our episodes and see if our audience falls asleep and and then we just describe <laughs> things like that. You're sitting by a fire. Oh. A warm cup of cocoa has been placed <laughs> into your hands. The gentleman drops 12 marshmallows into the cocoa. One. <laughs> the gentleman. Two. Yeah, I don't know who the gentleman is. There's a gentleman in the house. Get out. <laughs> Wait. There's, there's a burglar. This is home alone. Uh, That'd be so great. Terry. That'd be so uh, great if you had a sleep story that was like almost to sleep. And then all of a sudden there's like a scream <laughs> of like, ah, there's been a murder in the house. Yeah. Yeah, right. you're like, Good, also, what? Like, what? And the gentle, and the gentleman pulls the blankets up over you. Like, wait, why is there a gentleman in the house? <laughs> who was the gentleman? Uh, who was the gentleman? Oh my gosh! That's oh so good. gosh, that's funny. All right. Uh, well, if you were listening to this and you were about to fall asleep, we're sorry. <laughs> we're sorry. All right, I got another good one here. I'm excited to read this this review. Yes, this is from Bert Shytown, Al Boogeyman. Uh, so because nice. he says he's Burt Shytown, I have to assume that he's from Chicago like myself. And so I'm going <laughs> to read this review here with the, my thickest Chicago accent that I can muster. Here we go. This is from oh Burt Shytown. And he says, your podcast is the first I've ever listened to. <laughs> I tried listening before, but I couldn't really connect with any of them other podcasts. <laughs> That's literally what he says. I tried listening before, <laughs> but I couldn't really connect with any of them other podcasts. That's exactly what he said. Did he write them or them? He wrote them, but I'm saying it like Chicago. Them. Oh, okay. A- any of them but other he, podcasts. But he meant them. <laughs> uh, okay. Your podcast is the first I ever listened to. I tried listening before, but I couldn't really connect with any of them other podcasts. Our family absolutely <laughs> loves Christmas. We put up our decorations November 1st, and the tree goes up on the first week in November. With all the negative that goes on in this world, Christmas gives everyone a chance to let go of the negative and be good people. Your podcast is great. I'm gonna put in my annual I'm gonna put it in my annual tradition list. Thanks, Bert from Chicago, Bert Shytown, Al Boogeyman. Thank you very much, Bert. That's what we're going for, and I'm happy to hear that there's a fellow Chicagoan enjoying <laughs> this and hopefully you also get very frustrated when Danny talks about them stinking Packers. Oh my gosh. I knew you were going to bring the Packers into this somehow. To. Somehow. To hey, good news. Good news regarding the Packers. What's that? Um, they're in first place. Yeah. Um, surprise, so, surprise. So, <laughs> um, but other good news regarding the Packers. I got an email the other day from the Packers letting me know that my, my stock transaction has been completed. And You're my now certificate officially an owner. Wow. Good for you, Danny. You're talking to a you're talking to a professional sports team owner here. I don't know if you knew that, um, but I'm just ancillary. Don't worry. Oh, okay. Me. Okay. Um, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's self-imposed. Funny. All right. We have uh, we have one more uh, social media shout Great. out to do. Um, this is coming to us from her her name. When you look her up on Instagram, is just a kiss emoji. Um, but her I didn't know that you could make emojis from as Long your name. Island. That's kind of cool. Apparently you can. See, this is why I run our social media, right. Eric. Um, <laughs> I don't know how these buttons work. What does this do? What is this interwebs? Them buttons. Them buttons there. <laughs> this, is com- <laughs> this is coming to us from Katrina, uh, who is in Long Island. Long, Long Island. Long Island. Uh, she says, hi, guys. I have an hour commute to and from work each day, so I am an avid podcast listener, mostly true crime. I am also a Christmas freak. Um and that wasn't me. Choose, like she did all caps. All caps. You got to honor it. Yeah. Freak. Yeah. It was like I was just, you know. 
Anyway, uh, she says, I love everything about Christmas. I thought my family and I were the only ones because I'm surrounded by not until after Thanksgiving. Or Lame. Um, to me, that is not early enough, to uh, not an early enough time to celebrate Christmas. So finding this podcast made my heart so happy. I love listening to you guys talk about all things Christmas. And I continuing uh, could just join in the convo. Uh, oh, oh, and I wish I could just join in on the oh. convo. LOL. Uh, keep it up. I'll be listening uh, all season long. Fantastic. That's coming to us from Katrina in Long Island. Long Island. Thank you, Katrina. That's yeah. very nice of you. Thank you, Katrina. It might be hard uh, for me to drop sure that... my Chicago accent. I might be stuck in this I for know, the, rest I... of the, the rest of the podcast. <laughs> I noticed after you were done reading uh, Al's uh, little little comments, you still were talking in that accent. I was like, wait a second. Well, you have to realize uh, Eric, this, is my, like... this is my native tongue. This is how I would normally okay. speak. Maybe not. This is a little exaggerated. But I will say when I, That's a little when I go home to see my family that you know my aunts and uncles and cousins all still live in Chicago. My parents don't live there anymore, but... Whenever I do go back to Chicago, I it, it I fall back into it very quickly of having a lot really? of dims and dares and look at that, look at this stuff here and uh, you know that kind of stuff. It's uh, what about onions? Yeah, well that's how we say it. We say onion, onion with the G. You know, that's a little. Yeah, I have little to admit back. something. Yes, Eric. since you pointed out to me in that episode where we were talking about holiday food if you haven't listened to that episode yet please it's a good one go back and listen to it after you're done with this one there's a moment in that episode where we just lose it um (laughs) it's brilliant and it centers around the way that eric uh pronounces a couple of words yes uh one being onion um which eric says onion with a g onion and then the other one is the word like yes and i have to tell you eric since you pointed that out to me Every time you say the word like in our show, when I go back and listen to it, all I can hear is link. Is the N. Yeah. When I say the word. All I can hear is the N. I'll, I'll, say, I'll say it correctly. <laughs> like. But that feels very odd in my voice. I say like. <laughs> I really like that. There's like an N in the. I don't know why, but that's how I grew up saying the word like. That's all I can hear now when it's I listen to like. our show. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you for that. Thank you. Um, and, and thank you to those people who took the time to, uh, to rate and yes, review thank you. Uh, on Apple. If you're, if you're not on Apple, but you're on Spotify and you still want a chance uh, to have us shout you out on the show, just send us a DM uh, on our Instagram page, page at Christmas Countdown Show. Um, or you can tweet at us at XmasPod and just let us know what you love about the show. And, and we'd be loved. Uh, we, we'd be loved. We'd um, be loved. We would love to, to share. We'd be loved. I'm singing Jack Johnson <laughs> songs now. We're making them up on the spot. We'd be loved. Yeah, give um, us some more singing. Come um, on, Danny. We'd be no, no, no. <laughs> Wait, speaking of singing, Danny, um, you have to tell me. <laughs> I know that you watched the boy band Christmas last night, and you were very excited. <sighs> and so tell us, how, how was it? Were all your dreams fulfilled? Did you just sit there with your <laughs> with your cozy like blanket pulled up to your chin, just gleaming with pride oh and, and happiness for all the you know, Lance Basses and, and Drew Lachey's getting oh their moment gosh. in the sun again? Eric, 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 <laughs> Eric. Oh, sweet Eric. Here's the thing. You cannot have a blanket wrapped up to your neck if you're standing doing boy band dance moves. We all know that. We all know that. How do you do how do you do bye 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 with a blanket oh pulled up gosh. to your neck? It's just it's just not it's just of not course, possible. Of course. Um so the very boy band holiday aired on ABC 
And I I really enjoyed it. I really, really, really enjoyed it. I'm this glad. episode is not long enough for me to go into all of the moments that sort of <laughs> stood out to me that I really enjoyed. Um, there were so many fun cameos. Uh, you know, it, it opened with uh, Joey Fatone from InSync sure. being inside this like Christmas cabin and he's sort of getting the place prepared for all the guys who are going to arrive. And, uh, and then Chris from InSync shows up and they sing a song, a very funny like scene of them like decorating the tree and and then as it goes on we have Bobby Brown shows up from New Edition sure. and um and uh Michael Bivens from Bell Biv DeVoe in New Edition and then Joey McIntyre shows up with his son um three of the members of 98 degrees Drew Jeff and Justin Eric from O Town um it was it was so fun oh and then a couple Wanye and and Sean from from Boys to from Men Boys to Men nice uh were there as well it was it was cool. They sang a bunch of songs. It was silly where it needed to be silly. There was a guest appearance um, by Mel C from the Spice Girls. Sure. Because um, the whole storyline was that uh, Joey was running, this was like her back house on her property, right. and she was having like a, a girl group reunion in the main uh, house. Okay, sure. While, while the boy, while band, the boy reunion band was, was happening, in, the back. Sure. happening okay. in this back house. <laughs> it, was, it was super, super fun. Um, and like she made a joke about... Um, and they're like, well, if that's what you want, she goes, oh, it's what I really, really want. Oh, that's good. Um, at the end, as she was walking out, they they threw a lot of those really fun little throwbacks to boy band songs in there. And then they also had this really cool moment that I thought was really, really smart from a production standpoint, is they were all sort of sitting in this living room area on couches, and they were, it almost feels like they just were given a topic or a couple topics to discuss, and they just sort of jumped off and were sort of peppering each other with questions about you know, what it was like to be a part of that time that in scene, the history yeah. of popular culture and music um, and 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 the relationships that they formed with each other. Yeah. You know, like Chris from NSYNC, he shared that, you know, he's like, I didn't have any, I don't have any brothers. You know, I have only sisters. He right. goes, but he goes, I know things about Joey that I don't know about any other like human in right. in this world like we became brothers yeah. you know th with everything that we went through with the touring and how intense things got like as we became bigger and bigger and our songs started playing on the radio and you know, you're touring around the world um and then they all sort of got to share how they like envied each other how like the guys from boys to men looked up you know to the guys from new edition and then a lot of the guys you know looked up to the guys you know from boys to men and like o-town really envied what in sync was doing yeah. so it was just it was sort of a real fun sort of completion of the circle and I, I thought it was a ton of fun um granted i'm a huge boy band fan right. so you know clearly it was fun for me and then um at the end there was like a little special cameo of, of lance like joey's sitting alone you know, after everyone has left and he's on his phone starts ringing, he goes, hey, man, it's, he's on FaceTime and it cuts to like an over the shoulder. And Lance is there like, you know, because Lance just became a, a parent yeah. recently and he's like got bags under his eyes. He goes, I'm sorry, man. I'll try to make it next year um, sort of thing. So it was, it was really fun. Um, if you watched it, you know, please reach out to us. Let, let us know what you thought about the very boy band holiday. Um, clearly. I, I enjoyed Danny it. Danny loved it a lot. He's, I can see he's glowing <laughs> with happiness. It's it's just just beaming it was fun. off of him. It was I love it. No, I'm happy. I honestly am. <laughs> I'm happy that you enjoyed it. I'm happy that it filled your heart and gave you all the feels and all of the you know reminiscing and nostalgia that 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 you loved and and you need. So I'm very happy that that you enjoyed it.
I don't know that Thank I'm going to check it out. I appreciate. I will. It. I'll try to. I'll watch a clip what? of it. I'll watch a clip of it on YouTube. I'll see what I can find, and I'll please I'll, do. I'll tell you. Look at I, this, Chicago is still coming through. I'll see what I can find. It's still coming through Oof, hard. I'm going to try to shake it off and be a real professional here. <laughs> I apologize, everyone. Um, all right. Do we have anything else? I'm really else? excited that I get to host the show with uh, Ditka with today. Mike this Ditka over here. Yeah. Um, wait. I have one thing before we jump into our. Uh, our list. I have. Uh, I saw this yes. so such a funny Christmas meme the other day. My bu- good buddy David Vaughn uh, uh, sent this to me, and it just made me laugh so hard because it was so true. You know when those memes are just like, oh my gosh, that is the truth. This one says, uh, <laughs> yes. it says me in January colon stuffing tangled lights and broken ornaments into unlabeled boxes, and I say eh, problem for another day. <laughs> The the next line says, <laughs> me in December, son of a <laughs> Because, uh, and that is so true. I do that every year. I, instead of like organizing the uh, lights in a way that they're not tangled, I just like ball them into a thing. I throw them into a box and I'm like, I'll deal with it later. And it's so true. And then every Christmas right? you open it up and you're like, why didn't I just handle this in the correct way? I remember my dad and my dad listens to this podcast, and he's actually been asking when I'm going to tell this story. My dad was a very, <laughs> very fun guy, very happy dad. You know, he's all lots of laughs. Oh, he was a mushroom That's too. That's right. It was, it was lots of fun, and he uh, <laughs> he had this moment though that we always reference. That I remember when I was growing up, he brought up this uh, big, huge tangle of lights. I mean, it had to have been like. The size of like a workout ball, you know, like one of those medicine balls. I mean, it was like the size of a large pumpkin. <laughs> like Clark Griswold. Yeah, I mean, status. just a huge tangle of multiple light strands. And I remember my dad in the hallway so of our house, and he was like trying to work it out. And he's just getting more and more frustrated. And he eventually just like picked it up and threw it against the wall and like put a hole in the wall. <laughs> It put like a dead hole in the wall. And then he was just like, ah, threw it on the ground. And then he walked outside because it was so frustrating. And I know that feeling. I'm like, how how do these lights get so tangled as uh, if someone purposefully came in and tied them in like the tightest knots that they could? But somehow just the act of putting it into a box tangles them up and, and knots them up in a way that is, is unfair and unkind. And, and I wish that the little elves that tie up these Christmas lights would just stop it and, and leave, <laughs> leave our poor lights alone in, in the down season and not keep tying them into these yeah. knots that are impossible to break. <sighs> you know, there's, there's a secret. What's that? For What's this? that? Um, I... You know, you, one, you can go out to the store and they like sell these like, you know, pouch bags you can get with like the little like, spools oh, sure, you can sure. wrap your lights sure. around. That's one way to do it. Or if you don't want to go out and purchase it, um, get some extra like cardboard is like you're unwrapping your like Amazon right. gifts and you have you know, like your bigger boxes. Rip off the flaps from the Ooh, boxes, and then like go the around. sort of skinnier part of cardboard. And then you wrap it around. That's what I do with my lights. And then what I also do on the cardboard before I wrap, I write where those lights go on oh, my house. this is so that pro way. The, I'm telling you because I every year I go. Oh, I'll remember where I put right. everything. No, 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 no. Eleven months later, you're like you're going. Oh gosh, this strand is a little shorter than that one. Is that the one that goes around this window? Right. Or that was so. Do yourself a favor. One, you can go to the cardboard route, but if you don't want to go that route, what I also do on the outlets, uh, on the plugs for the at the ends of every strand of lights, I will write in sharpie. Where it goes. Ooh, that's on also my house. good. So it'll be like 
Uh, it'll be like garage. This one will be, you know, uh, front window, yeah. side window, uh, side bush, front bush, all that sort of stuff. So that way there's no confusion at all. This is good. When I get to the decorating part of it. Because the last thing you want to do when you're like in the mood to Chris, you know, decorate your house for Christmas is be stressed sure. out. You want to love that yes. experience. So do yourself a favor. That's, that's a tip from one person who has a display. That's um, right. To another display man, I like that. That's really good. I'm gonna I'm gonna add that to my display uh, man uh, in the in the process of taking them down. I'm gonna do the foresight and plan ahead for next yes. Christmas. Do that, and I do have to before we move on to our list. I do want to give a quick shout out, bless you, uh, to Eric. Oh. And Eric did have a, a holiday party over the I weekend did. on I Sunday, did. and 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 I got the invite. I got the golden ticket. Yes, um, I was invited, and I got to say, your lights were solid. Your Thank display, you. uh, I called it a display. Uh, well, it is. Remember, I had that one <laughs> lady who came by, and she yeah. said she was coming purposefully to see my my house. So I right. think uh, I'm a display as well. But, yeah, we had the lights on the outside and the, thing is, and it the was, inside. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. The inside of your house is, is off the chain. Uh, but the outside, I think, because we got there a little earlier. I don't think all of your lights were on yes. yet. So there was. it was like I got a little, like, two waves of, of light experience at your house where we walked up and my daughter was like, Oh my gosh, look the, the pig. And she was right. you know, commenting on all the things that she saw that she loved. And then when we left your house, when it was fully dark, all of those rose bushes yeah. had lights on them. And I didn't even yeah. know that. And I was like, Oh my gosh, look at this. What's happening at Eric's house. Thanks, so man. tip of the cap. Uh, thank you very much. One, uh, thank you very much. Christmas uh, display guy to another. Thank that you. Was very, very well done. And thank you for having us at the party. I was so happy you we guys a, were there. A fantastic and time. It was yeah. a good time. There was lots of good food. My wife did an amazing job of oh, prepping it so and getting tons of food and stuff ready. And, and uh, the kids all seemed to have fun. We had a little projector in the backyard showing Elf. And there was... Uh, some you know ornament uh, an ornament making station uh, which I know yes. that Emmy made an ornament which is awesome uh, yeah she so did. it was it was a good Hanging time tree. good time was had by all and you know I love a good I love a good holiday party so I'm glad you were there and Eric and I even got to take a picture together. we did and we posted it um, all right we did if you haven't seen that yet venture on over to social media check it out I think we should get into this list yeah. here Danny. Now, here's what we're going to do. We're, I mean, we're telling everybody. What? We should talk for like 30 more minutes. We're telling everyone we said. <laughs> About we said when we did this, I know we usually break these lists into, you know, 10 through 6 and then 5 through 1. We're going to do this. We are going to yep. power through this so that. You think we I can? I think we can do it. That being said, oh, our, our explanations may be slightly shorter than they usually are. Uh, we're going to talk about Aww. them all, but but they'll be slightly shorter because we're going to try to push through. So if you hear me saying, whoopsh, like with a whip, that's me uh, doing my <laughs> sleigh ride whip sound to Danny to say, wrap it up. We got to move on to the next one because we're trying to fit this all into one episode. Here we go. Well, let's start up. So again, that's our version of wrap that's up music. Right. Anyways. All right. Here we go. Um, so this is top 10 Christmas characters that are not the lead or top 10 ancillary Christmas characters. Here we go. Number 10 for myself. I'm going Neil from the Santa Claus played by the one and only judge Reinhold, uh, who you probably know most, most famously from uh, fast times at Ridgemont high. Uh, He plays uh, Charlie is the kid uh, that, you know, Tim Allen's son Uh, judge Reinhold. Neil is the stepdad in case you were unfamiliar. Uh, I just love this character. He has a great sort of arc throughout the, all three of the Santa Claus movies. He always wears these terrible, terrible shirts and sweaters and Tim, Tim Allen's always making fun of him about his terrible sweaters, and but he's also a, a, a psychiatrist or a therapist, 
And he's sort of always making these, you know, references to let's take a feelings inventory. And like, you know, it's very, you know, (laughs) NPR and so silly. And it's just such a fun character. I tried in most of my characters to find the people that make you smile. They're, you know, from these Christmas movies Mm. and specials. And I feel like the, you know, the character that he plays is always so funny. And it's always so just like it gets a nice little chuckle. He does a great job of not sort of playing like... I'm really annoying in my let's check in on our feelings. He actually seems <laughs> genuinely wanting to know how you are and feeling better. And so I just thought that the approach that he took to this character is so funny. Let's listen to a tiny little clip of Judge, Judge Reinhold as Neil from the Santa Claus. Charlie, it's just not logical. How can one man in one night visit all the children of the world? Not everyone celebrates Christmas. I think there's some sort of time continuum that breaks down what stands in the sleigh. What about fireplaces? A lot of people don't have them. How does Santa visit those people? He turns into jello and the fireplace kind of appears and goes through it like this. What about the reindeer? Have you ever seen a reindeer fly? Yes. Well, I haven't. Have you ever seen a million dollars? No. Just because you haven't seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist. That, I, I love him so much, and, and you're totally right, you know, that he could be a character that you would grow to not mm-hmm. like, but I love the way that his character sort of evolves over the three movies, and he just becomes this character that you really enjoy. Like, when they when uh when scott you know santa goes back to visit in the third movie and 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 he is just neil is so excited yeah. to see scott yeah. and and then they come up with like that ploy to to get to, to go, go to, to the, the north, north pole, pole so with good. him yeah. and he's like how could you let he goes let's look at this from like a, a psychological <laughs> standpoint you know your son he's been able to do that he goes but you know your your niece she's never been able to go and how is that going to affect her emotionally and and think about her parents, right. you know, not being able to be there with her on her first trip. Was, it's, and then when they like when the the sleigh comes flying into the North Pole, and you see um, Mrs. Claus's parents like asleep, Alan Arkin, yeah. and I'm blanking on uh, Anne Margaret's name, um, Anne Margaret, they're asleep, and then like it sort of reveals Neil and <laughs> and, and everybody else in the back, and they're like, Woo-hoo! yeah, they're having a great they're, like, time, flying yeah. in, like he, he's such a such a fun he's character, great. so. I'm glad you brought you brought him up, uh, and, and he's on your list. Great, great selection. Thank you. Um, I'm going to try to keep this moving along. I'm going to try so hard. I feel like we may get ourselves into a part one and part two. We can do this, Before Dan. we know it. We but can do this. I'm going to tr- – okay, here we go. Whew. All right, number 10 for me. Now, the good news about my number 10 is this character only has one line. Ooh, so it's a short audio that, clip. That they are in. <laughs> this is a short audio clip, um, but it's, it's impressive to me that a character – can have one line in a movie and it be arguably one of the most famous lines from a movie that people will quote all the time. And that character is Mr. Narwhal from the movie (laughs) Elf. This is great. Uh, And and did you know that that character, do you know who that's voiced Um, by? I have read this before, but I can't remember. So tell me. John Favreau. I thought it was him. Yeah. So John Favreau was the voice of Mr. Narwhal. and, And you all know it. Um, he has that infamous line as Buddy is setting sail um, from the North Pole to go to New York City, and he's talking um, to you know Arctic Puffin and all the like about you know 
he's like, um, you know, <laughs> they're all crying. And then all of a sudden the water starts bubbling and this creature comes up from the water. And it's Mr. Narwhal. And, and he says, let's play the clip right here. Bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. Thanks, Mr. Narwhal. Bye, buddy. I hope you find so your dad. Bye, <laughs> find your dad. It's so great. It's such a dopey so voice, but it's so perfect. Yeah. yeah. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I knew. I'm going to confess something right now. I don't know if I knew that narwhals were real creatures in the world until after that. This movie. is true. They are real creatures. Some people say that that's where the idea of unicorns came from, was from uh, narwhals. Yes. Yeah. We have a book. We have a book in our house called uh, Not Quite Narwhal. Yeah, I've heard of that and book. And it's about, have you read that uh, yeah. book? It's about this unicorn kelp. Yes. Who's like born in the ocean and he grows up thinking that he's a narwhal, but then he sees a unicorn and realizes he's, yeah. he's a unicorn, but he still loves the narwhals and they all exist together. But I think when I saw the movie and I saw this sort of creature with like this like horn yeah. coming out of the water, I was like, oh, that's sort of this silly made up creature that lives up at the north pole and then you know found out that it's that's not but i i love mr narwhal so so much um i think narwhals are just some of the coolest looking uh beings that exist yeah. uh, in our world and, and that line it just warms my heart it makes me laugh every time it's classic think. So that's number 10 for me mr narwhal in i love that by john Favre. that was a good one that was a very good one all right, my number nine also will be uh, – there's no audio clip because my character at number nine has no lines. Ooh. So uh, there, this is oh, – yeah, really? so How's that look possible? Look at this. We're flying through this. This is great. Uh, number nine for me, <laughs> I'm going Max the dog from How the Grinch Stole Christmas. Uh, oh, I, he never so says good. anything, maybe what? a few barks, but – I love the way that, you know, obviously uh, uh, all dogs sort of have this vibe, and Max is a perfect dog in that he loves his owner no matter what. You know, <laughs> like the Grinch is so yeah. terrible to him and makes him do all these terrible things and pull this, you know, huge sleigh that's way too heavy for him. And he makes him wear those, you know, the, the antlers and they're falling off his head. And he just always is there to love his owner and help his owner. So, you know, I think that's what a good dog does. <laughs> I'm a dog guy. Uh, I, oh, I yeah. love the character of Max from, from The Grinch. And so there's no audio clip for us to play. But I think you can all imagine him right now. Close your eyes, unless you're driving. Close your eyes and <laughs> imagine Max with those antlers just scooching down over his face. And, like, his they, the great animation <laughs> sort of, like, scrunches up all of his, like, forehead skin over his eyes. Oh, it's so good. I love Max. So that's my number nine, Max the dog from Grinch. Who now are you a Max the dog in the original cartoon version? That's what or I'm thinking. Max the dog in the Jim Carrey version? I'm, I'm okay. thinking okay. of Max the dog from you. the original uh, How the Grinch Stole Christmas uh, animated. Okay. One. Yeah. Cool. To be specific. I love Max the dog in the version with, uh, with Jim Carrey. Like the looks that he gives. Jim Carrey and you know he's just like he's got this great it's a great performance yes. by by a dog maybe one of the greatest performances by a real life we'll dog we'll do a top in, 10 dog performances than... list someday <laughs> <laughs> we got Air Bud we got Homeward Bound I mean we got lots to choose from there oh my gosh we got two in Homeward yeah. Bound Santa Paws Chance that's, and Shadow that's something that my, my son wanted to watch last night he's like can we watch Santa Paws and then Santa Paws 2 and I was like uh, not yet. <laughs> How about Santa Claus 3? It kind of sounds like Santa <laughs> yeah, Claus. Exactly. Exactly. Did you say Santa Claus 3? Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Oh, this is great. We're humming this. This is good. I love this. Um, so I just realized something about my list. My 10 and 9 are both misters. Mm. I've got another mister here. Um, this is Mr. Hector, um, which is Tim Curry's character in Home Alone 2. <laughs> That's a good one. Um, That's a good one. That character is so funny. He's so, I mean, Tim Curry just has this, like, way about his performance, this way about his personality. He has so many, like, fun moments with, within the film. Like, you know, there's lines that immediately um, come to mind. He's like, what's wrong? Store wouldn't take your stolen credit card. <laughs> uh, like, I <laughs> love that Tim line. Curry. And then the great Tim Curry. And then when when he goes, um, when they go up to, to the room and and they open the door and he's like, you better get down on your knees and tell me you love me. He goes, down on my knees. <laughs> um, and <laughs> it's just the way he performs it um, is just absolutely brilliant. Yeah. Or at the end um, when they're like, you let our son, da, 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 you let a child check into this hotel and da-da-da-da-da. And then she slaps him and he goes, do bundle up. <laughs> Don't get cold. And he like his his like lip starts like she's quivering. Yes. Um, it's just, it's such a brilliant, brilliant performance. I love Tim Curry so much, and he's fantastic uh, in the role of, of Mr. Hector in Home Alone 2. So let's, uh, let's take a little listen uh, to that performance from Tim yes. Curry. We'd like to offer you a complimentary suite while you're here. It's a penthouse with a view of the park. I think you'll find it satisfactory. It was recently vacated by the Countess of Worcestershire. What kind of hotel allows a child to check in alone? The boy had a very convincing story. What kind of idiots do you have working here? The finest in New York. Well, I mean, when you discovered that the credit card was stolen, what I made the discovery. Why did you let him leave? When we attempted to confront him, he ran. He scared him away. It's Christmas Eve, and because of you, our child is lost in one of the biggest cities in the world. Could you take our family and our luggage up to the room, please? Yes, sir. Run along, Cedric. I'm going to go down to the police station and make sure that they're doing everything in their power to find Kevin. I want you to stay here with Frank, Leslie, and the kids. No, I'm going out to look for him. What? With all due respect, madam, your son is lost in one of the biggest cities in the world. Could you stay out of this, please? As you wish. Thank you. I don't think it's a good idea for you to start running around all over New York City all by yourself. I think if our son can do it, I can do it. Kate, Peter, I'll be fine. The way I'm feeling right now, no mugger or murderer would dare mess with me. Madam, there are hundreds of parasites out there, armed to the teeth. Do bundle up. It's awfully cold outside. Oh, that's great. Hysterical, right? The, the great Tim Curry. I gotta say, it's gonna be... It, the great Tim Curry. Um, I gotta say, before we get too far along, it was really hard for me not to basically make half of my list Home Alone <laughs> characters and half of my list christmas vacation characters i thought that so, you might choose um, quite a few home alone i have i think i have two home alone people on my list so there you go okay pretty good all pretty right good. is one of them your buzz buddy it uh, is Devin? not uh sadly Devin did not make my list of of top 10 i think because i was aiming for mostly uh happy characters uh in my list uh, and i okay. feel like Devin, Devin's character of buzz is is pretty uh cynical and i was steering away from that a little bit but yeah Plus, he got his own he episode. He got his own episode. Devin's doing fine. He's doing fine. By the way, did yeah, I tell you that I, I did watch the Home Sweet Home Alone? 
You did I, not. I, I thought it was think? great. I thought it was really good. I thought Ellie Kemper was yeah. really funny in it. Uh, the guy that played the dad was super funny in it. Um, Devin was great oh, with, yeah. with his stuff. Um, I thought it was really funny. I liked that they kind of switched the the premise on its head a little bit, like enough to you know, have the basic idea of a child at home and adults trying to get into his house. But the fact that they weren't necessarily bad people trying to rob him in a bad way was, was great. Yes. I thought it was really fun. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, uh, I wouldn't say immensely, but I would say I enjoyed it. It was great. I liked it a lot. It was a lot better than Home Alone 3 and Home yes. Alone 4. We'll yes, say that's, that. a great, that's a great way. All right, what number are we on? I'm on number eight. All right, number eight for me. We are at number eight. Okay, here we go. I'm going Head Elf uh, from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer TV special. Some Ooh. people call it a film. I'd call okay. it a TV special. Uh, but the, the Rudolph... <laughs> Some uh, people call it a short movie? I don't know. <laughs> short film. Uh, so I, there's so many great characters in that Rudolph special. Uh, it was hard for me to choose, but I love the actor who played him is named Carl Banas. Banas. B-A-N-A-S. Uh, he plays the head elf. He plays... Her- I thought you said a bad word for a second there. <laughs> he plays Hermes' boss. Uh, he plays the misfit elephant. He does a few voices, but I'm thinking of the boss. Uh, Hermes' boss. Hermes is the, the boy who wants... The elf who wants to be a dentist, right? So I love the character of Hermes, yes. <laughs> uh, but I love the boss who's just like... What are you doing? You can't be a dentist. <laughs> like he's just so exasperated by Hermie. Yeah. And then he runs the choir practice and he's like, why are you singing so loud? You know, I just I love <laughs> that character. It reminds me a lot of one of my favorite like little bit parts is from Wizard of Oz. The you know, the guy who's at the door who's like, well. Why didn't you say so? That's a horse of a different color. Come on in. <laughs> and I feel like this character sounds a lot like that. Um, so uh, for number eight, we'll listen to a little clip here of, of the head elf from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. You see, all the toys Santa brings are made by these elves. It seems elves have that certain knack for toy making. All except for this, this one misfit. Aren't you finished painting that yet? There's a pile up a mile wide behind you. What's eating you, boy? Not happy in my work, I guess. What? I just don't like to make toys. No, well, if that's all... What? You don't like to make toys? No. Hermie doesn't like to make toys. 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 Toys? Shame on you. Do you mind telling me what you do want to do? Well, sir, someday I'd like to be a, a dentist. A dentist? Well, we need one up here. I've been studying its fascinating. You've no idea. Molars and bicuspids and incisors. Now, listen, you. You're an elf. And elves make toys. Now get to work. I mean, that's so good. It, it's just like he's got yeah. he's got such a distinctive voice, and it matches the claymation so perfectly. Uh, you know, another one that I didn't choose, but I love is you know the Jack in the Box is great from the Island of Misfit Toys. You know, we're just misfit toys. No one would ever choose us. I, I, that's a great voice. There's right. so, there's so many good ones. I mean, the Abominable Snowman is great. It's, it's good. It's great. It's great. It's so good. I, you know what I love is that, um, you know, connecting to to Elf is that I love that they paid homage to to Rudolph. Yes. Um, in the movie Elf, like their costumes 
look just like that. The sort of like color palette and look of like Santa's workshop is very, very similar. The whole vibe yeah, well, is, is like you're sort of watching it, Rudolph. Um, they call it, uh, uh, we should look this up. It's like Carl's and Rankin. Hang on, let me look this up. It's, um, I thought you were going to say copycatting. Uh, no, there's, there's like a style of, oh, here it is, Rankin Bass. Okay, so Rankin mm. Bass Productions is who made Rudolph, and I think they also maybe made the, like, the claymation Santa Claus is coming to town, uh, and so they kind of have that, that claymation look and you're right that is what elf was sort of their costumes were based on that he uh, buddy the elf's costume is exactly the same costume as head elf wears in rudolph so yeah good spot there bud i love it and then at asner now that i think of it his his hair is exactly like just like the santa santa yeah totally and rudolph oh my gosh i hadn't thought about that until this moment that's sort of fun yeah um, anyway, we'll have to. I'm sure that's probably in the the Netflix uh, episode of you know the the movies that made us. They probably talk a lot about that. Maybe. And I'm everyone's like, Danny, we already know this. <laughs> moving on. Um, but anyway, you're good. You're good. I think that's a great choice. Uh, thank you. Uh, so number eight for me is more of sort of a he's he's a funny character, but he also is a very heartwarming uh, character as well. I, I think I tried to include a little bit more. Uh, heartwarming, sad Christmas in, in my list here today. <laughs> right. um, number eight for me is, is is Arthur Abbott from from the Holiday, played by Eli uh, Wallach. Great, and I I love that movie. I know we chatted about that movie a little bit um, when we had Jen Lilly and and Sayla on the show. Yeah. It wasn't a movie that made either one of our top ten lists. It was one that I I think about a lot and I really enjoy the movie. Um, but then bringing it up really reminded me of this this character of Arthur Abbott. And I just love, you know, he has so many awesome moments um, uh, with Kate Winslet in the film. Uh, there's there's an incredible, you know, there's that one scene where they're, I think they're at lunch or breakfast and, um, you know, she's sort of talking about her life and and he says to her, you, I can tell, are a leading lady, but for some reason you're behaving like the best friend. Um, Great line. I, I love... I love that that line so much, and I love sort of the journey of his character and like the appreciation and and sort of the nostalgia that he has for classic Hollywood and and what it was like when he first moved to Hollywood and got his first job. And she was like, you know, was it like was it anything? You know, was Hollywood uh, back then was it like what it is now? And he goes, no, it was better. Yeah, um, just like him talking about the classic days of Hollywood, and then obviously that scene at the end. You know, because he's been resisting this evening, uh, you know, with Arthur Abbott for so long and because he doesn't think anyone's going to show up. And then he walks in the door after he's like got himself into physical shape to be able to walk and like walk on his own. And and he walks in the door and it's just an auditorium filled with people who just want to honor him and show appreciation for all of his his work and contributions. So it's a heartwarming uh, story. It's a heartwarming moment. And I I love his character uh, so much. I think I hope to be like him. Uh, you know, someday, maybe, yeah. you know, 50 years from now, I think we all be like, hey, I think we all want to, like, kind of feel like what we do is important to people and matters and is, you know, yeah. sort of relevant. And, you know, that's you're totally right that he plays, you know, this character that thinks that he's not relevant and that nobody cares about him anymore. Yeah. And it's so satisfying at the end when, you know, he gets to see the real appreciation from everybody and it's a great performance. And I feel like it's also cool because Eli Wallach was, you know, a, a big star, you know, in his day. And, you know, it's in a way it's sort of meta in the way that it's kind of honoring, you know, he was an older guy, you know, filming a movie and, but gets to play that kind of vibe. So yeah, good choice. Very good choice. He was actually on totally. my list. 
uh, and uh, just barely, he was probably going to be like 11 or 12 on my list. So I'm glad that, that uh, Arthur from The Holiday was, was able to make it. Should we listen to a little clip of one of those scenes with Kate Winslet? Yeah, let's do it. I hope you don't find this strange. But I've just arrived here and um, I don't really know anyone. And I was thinking of going out for dinner tonight. Well, if you're not busy, would you like to join me? Busy? Honey, I haven't been busy since 1978. I learned everything. Best job I ever had. Wait, wait, wait. That was your first job in Hollywood. Louis B. Mayer's office boy? Actually, my first job was as a Western Union messenger. That's how I met Mayer. I delivered a telegram to his office at MGM. When I walked in, all the girls in the office were in a tizzy. Their office boy didn't show up. I volunteered for the job. The next day, I was on the payroll. I was 17 years old. Wow. So was Hollywood really as great back then as I imagined? It was better. So sweet, you know, such a great performance. Pulls at the heartstrings, but it also makes you smile yeah. too. It's like it's like happy, it's like happy tears. Yes, you know? I agree. Good choice, good choice. All right, we're on to number seven here. Thank you. Look at this, Danny. We're going. Yes, whoosh, we're going right through this. This is great. Are we going to make I it? Think, Do you think we're, we're going to make it? What time are we at now? Like how far? How long have we been recording? I. We're about an hour. I think we're about 50, We're good. We can do this. We can do this. Here we go. Number seven for me. Okay. Buckle up, (laughs) folks. Here we go. I'm going Uncle Billy from It's a Wonderful Life. If you can't remember who Uncle Billy is, Mm. Uncle Billy is who works uh, with George Bailey uh, at the old uh, building and loan, and he's the one who loses the money. Right, he's sort of the he's a little oh. bit of a bumbling guy, really great, uh, good, good spirit, good, good guy, and he loses that money uh, in his newspaper that he accidentally hands to Mister Potter, and then because of that, you know, it all falls apart. There's a run on the bank. It's like a major problem, and it kind of spurs the whole movie from that point. Um, I just love that he feels so bad, and I know that feeling of just like when you misplace something, and you're like. I how how did I lose this? Like I knew it was important. It was in my hands. I set it somewhere, and now it's gone. And that feeling of dread is is he does such a great job of of portraying that. The actor that played him is uh, named Thomas Mitchell. Uh, he was famously in Mr. Mm. Smith Goes to Washington, also a Frank Capra movie. Uh, he was in Stagecoach and Gone with the Wind. So obviously had a, a huge career in Hollywood. But I just think that that character is so so lovable and i feel so terrible for him when he loses the money and you know where it is you want to like reach into the screen and be like mr potter has it mr potter has it but uh you can't because it's a movie (laughs) and it was made you know 50 years ago um but (laughs) that being said it's such a great character uh and then at the end he obviously gets some redemption and they find you know find a way to work through it and and he's he's a great character so here's a tiny little clip of uncle billy played by thomas mitchell from it's a wonderful life Potter's eye. I think I will. I think I will. What'd you say? Huh? No, maybe I better go home. Where's my hat? Where's my hat? Oh, oh thank you, George. This is mine. The metal one. Oh, thank you, George. Oh, boy, oh, boy. Now, look. 
If you point me in the right direction, would you do that, George? Right down. Old, old building and lone pal. Huh? Now you just turn this way, and then right straight down there. Well, that way. My wild Irish I'm all right. I'm all right. Oh, it's like you can just feel Great character. when he's so yeah. confused. He's oh like, my where gosh. did I put the money? Oh, my I, gosh. I had it. I had... And he feels so bad telling George, you know, played by Jimmy Stewart. It's it's such great. It's a, a, a great scene and great character. So that was my uh, number seven from It's a Wonderful Life. And it makes you it makes you loathe Mr. Potter so oh, much. Oh, yeah. He's such a loathe jerk. Him so much. Oh, my God. He's such a jerk. What a. What a Scrooge. Yes. Um, <laughs> that, that's a great selection. I love it. Um, so number seven for me is now we're going to sort of go away from, you know, sad, sappy Christmas sure. for a little bit and go a little bit more to comical Christmas. Um, and this is uh, a character that was featured in the movie that both Eric and his family and my family watched last night, yes. which is the Santa Claus three. Uh, and that character is Jack Frost. Uh, who is played by none other than the icon, the comedic genius that is Martin, Martin Short. Um, I love Martin Short so, so much. I mean, it, it would be hard for me to like pick a favorite performance of his. If I had to, I would, I would more than likely go to Three Amigos. Right. Um, but, but his performance as Jack Frost is, is hysterical. Um, I love this idea of this sort of like legendary character who's legendary but like not at the level of you know cupid and the right. easter bunny and mother nature that he's right. sort of he's an ancillary character in and of himself totally. you know which was sort of the debate that my wife and i were having last night when i was you know finishing up my list for this episode i, I said to her i was like can i can i include jack frost yeah. on this list and she was like well he she goes the description of the movie says that jack frost tries to do blah 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 i said yeah but he his character is ancillary by nature, yes. right? Like he's not Santa Claus. He's not, you know, the the tooth fairy, whatever sure. it might be. Um, plus, in the grand scope of the three Santa Claus movies, he's really only, you know, a part of, of the one that yeah. film. So to me, I consider him ancillary. Like Tim Allen is Santa yeah. Claus number one yeah. character, um, and I think that Martin Short's performance is is brilliant. It's a character that could be annoying. It's mm -hmm. it's. It, it could be like one of those, like, you know, when sometimes movies get into like number three, number four, and they just start like throwing random yeah. characters in there. You know, like when you got to like Mr. Freeze in the Batman <laughs> right. movies and you're like, and he's like, chill out. And you're like, oh my <laughs> gosh, you got to be kidding me. Um, but with him, like the way that Martin Short plays the character, the way he delivers the lines, like he's campy and big where he needs to be campy and big, but he's also like villainous where he needs yeah. to be villainous. Like there's that, that scene that he has with Anne Margaret um, where he's like, he, he, they're sitting there drinking the hot cocoa. And he was like, Oh, he goes, I bet you, I bet you sing, don't you? Just and she was like a little, he goes, sing something for me. And he was like, chestnuts roasting on an open fire. And then she goes, Jack Frost nipping at your nose. And he goes, <laughs> he, he loves goes, it. So sing it, sing it. It's, Sing it again. And she's like, Jack Frost nipping at you. Like she does like a little yeah. riff on it. And and he goes, what does he say? He goes, be my elf. And she goes, what did you say? And he goes, you heard me. <laughs> you know you heard me. 
<laughs> she goes, honey, he goes, you heard me. Uh, it's just, it's so funny. And then he's got that big performance that he does when he becomes oh, yeah. Santa and takes over the North Pole. And he's like, start spreading the news. Um, it's it's so fun. Uh, I love Martin Short. I love his performance as Jack Frost. So let's uh, let's take a little listen to uh, to that performance. Start spreading the news by gentle by slave. You wanna be a part of it, North Pole, North Pole. Snooze and you lose. So come here to play. Here at the very heart of it, North Pole, North Pole. Come see the snowman up where no man's without a treat. And watch this king of the chill ha! turn up the heat. Oh, he's the best. He's so funny. And you're right. He he plays a villain <laughs> that is like a mustache twirling villain without actually leaning into that. Like he is so over the top yeah. and big, but he doesn't feel lame and one dimensional. He's he's a great actor, a brilliant comedian. If you've ever never or if you've never seen his Jiminy Glick character, you need to spend yes. a few hours on YouTube. It's this character oh that he made gosh. up that was like he'd wear this big fat suit and he would interview celebrities and he just sort of talked like this and didn't seem to really care about what they were saying and he would just <laughs> say like things like this. It's so funny. You got to check out Jimmy Glick. But yes, I agree, uh, especially having just watched uh, uh, Santa Claus 3 last night. He's he's great in that movie. Good. Good choice, Danny. Very good. All right. Uh, thank you very much. So we're on uh, number six here. We're moving right along. This is We're great. almost halfway through. Right. So this one, I'm, I love this guy. Uh, this is the character of G- the Gimbal's manager, played by Faison Love uh, from the movie Elf. Uh, the character's name is Wanda. And I don't know if you're aware of this, but this is a little bit of a tidbit. I, uh, this is in that special that we were just talking okay. about, the movies that made us that are on, that's on Netflix. They talk about Elf. Uh, originally, this is the character who is... Um, He's the manager at Gimbel's, uh, where Zoe Deschanel works, um, and the Santa Claus, you know, Santa is there, and you know, uh, uh, Buddy has the whole thing about like you sit on a throne of lies, and you smell like cheese, and you know all this stuff. And he's it's the place where Buddy, you know, redoes, re puts Christmas decorations on the whole, you know, store. Uh, overnight so it's great and he kind of comes in and he's like what are you doing why why are you in this department you need to be over by santa so he's a great character but his character name is wanda in the movie which doesn't really make sense Mm. you know he's a big guy and he has (laughs) this name tag that says wanda that is because they originally cast wanda sykes to play that part and then she had to drop out uh, and he uh, fazion got hired and i'm saying fazion maybe it's fazon it's F-A-I-Z-O-N. I think it is Faison. Yeah. It's not Faison. Yes. I was adding a syllable in there. Faison. Faison Love. Uh, he became the new character, and they wanted to sort of pay homage to Wanda Sykes, so they just kept her name tag that they had already made. And so his character name oh is my Wanda gosh. because of that. And there's a, there's a little uh, tidbit for you. But let's listen to a little clip oh of uh, Buddy the Elf and the Gimbal's manager, Wanda, from the movie Elf. Wow. What's this? This is the North Pole. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Yes, it is. No, it's not. Where's the snow? Why are you smiling like that? 
I just like to smile. Smiling's my favorite. Make work your favorite. That's your favorite, okay? Okay. Work is your new favorite. Fine. It's time for the announcement. Okay. Okay, people, tomorrow morning, 10 a.m., Santa's coming to town. Santa! Oh, my God! Santa here? I know him. I know him. He'll be here to take pictures with all the children. Yeah. Just keep your receipts. 10 a.m. tomorrow. 10 a.m. tomorrow. Santa's coming to town. Yes. Can you sign this for me? So good. It's, I just love how Buddy so is good. so excited and he's, and the manager is so stressed about not you know, getting in trouble with corporate and <laughs> keeping things you know, moving and that we're are hitting our sales numbers and that you can't, oh, they're sending, a, they're sending new people to try to <laughs> take over my job. It's just <laughs> such a great character played with such, such joy and love. Uh, and so that was, that was my number six choice. A little, a little too good, a little, he says. A little too a little good. A little too good, yeah. If you need me. You call me code word. Santa's got a Santa's got a brand new yeah. bag. Whatever he says, it's so uh, funny. It's great. And the way he like hikes up his yeah. pants and he's got the keys around his belt yeah. loop. It's just such a brilliant, brilliant character. Yeah. Uh, fantastic selection. Thank you very much. Nicely done. Um, all right, number six for me. We're going back to sad, sappy Christmas okay. here. I love um, it. So hop on the train. Here we go. Grab your tissues. Uh, number six for me is a character from uh, Love Actually. It's actually the first of two Love Actually characters that will appear on my mm-hmm. list. Um, and this one is Daniel, uh, who is played by Liam Neeson oh, uh, yeah. in in Love Actually. I think, you know, we, we've talked about Love Actually on this show before and how we just absolutely love it. Yes. It's a great romantic comedy. It's a great uh, Christmas film. The way that all the stories intersect is is brilliant. And I just... I love the story of of Daniel and, you know, you see this individual going through this very, very challenging, difficult experience, um, you know, but then the way that his character um, understands and recognizes that he still has a very important role to play and, and possibly more important than processing his own trauma at that time is being there for, for their son. Right. Um, and making sure that he feels loved and cared about and heard. Um, and I think he just does an absolutely fantastic job of that um, throughout the film. Uh, I think, you know, that's, you know, as Eric and I have talked ad nauseum about on the show, we take a lot of pride in being great parents. And um, I think that's probably one of the most difficult situations a parent could could be thrust into in life and the way that, that Daniel navigates it um, and just empowers his son and is there for him and takes him to the airport at the end yeah. of the film so he can chase her down. It's like, it's just such a, I get chills like thinking about it and he gets there to the gate before she takes off and he's watching on. Um, it's just such a, a beautiful, a beautiful moment. And I love, I love the way that, you know, Liam Neeson, who we, who we know is, you know, playing like this sort of like bad A guy who's like always chasing yeah. people down and um, just to see the softer side of who he is and the fatherly, um, you know, layers of who he could be as an actor. I just absolutely love it. So that's, uh, that's my number six, Daniel Love. Actually, let's, um, let's take a little listen to a clip from the movie. Tell her that. Tell her what? Tell her that you love her. No way. Anyway, they try tonight. Even better. Sam, you've got nothing to lose, and you'll always regret it if you don't. I never told your mom enough. You should have told her every day, because she was perfect every day. You've seen the films, kiddo. It ain't over till it's over. Okay, Dad. Let's do it. 
Let's go get the sh kicked out of us by now. Yes. Just give me one sec. Yeah. He's so great, and you're totally right in the pointing out how he manages the parenting aspect of it. You know, he gives his son yeah. space because his son is also grieving. You know, and it, it's so cool how they manage the the sort of expectations of not you know not forcing his son to move faster than he needs to and when his son's like i need to be alone hmm. in my room for a little while he tries to respect that you know and it's it's just it's great modern parenting to be to be totally frank you know um but you're right he's he's so yeah. great and you know i love that they play the song by like the bay city rollers at, at his wife's funeral just because he's like she would have wanted this and it's like this happy song but everybody's crying because they miss uh, it's just great it's really yeah. really great so good yeah he says uh, you know she she says goodbye in in the something something way that only she right could. yeah um yeah. oh gosh i get chill. i'm literally getting yeah. chills like thinking about that scene right now and and another thing that i think needs to be mentioned is that sam the kid is daniel's stepson yes. you know and i think the way that he shows up for for his stepson and a lot of ways um and i'll try not to get choked up talking about this is that i think the way that my stepdad uh, michael has been there for me and has loved me unconditionally and and has always put me ahead of his interests yeah. you know um i think that's where daniel his character reminds me a lot of of my stepdad uh, Michael and and the way that he's just been such a champion for me and and has always supported me and loved me um, and treated me like like his own and I think that's exactly what Daniel does is that in his mind in his world Sam is not his stepson he is he is yeah. his own uh, flesh yeah. and blood and and that's I think why I feel so so connected to and, and appreciative of, of that character so shout out to my stepdad Michael I love, love that that's awesome good on you Danny very good choice good choice I'm. I'm crying. Danny's crying. Danny's curious, crying. This is good. So. All right, we're good. This is a good point in the podcast to start crying. All right. All right. We're fine. This is Christmas. We're all happy. Yep. All right, here we go. So number five for me. I know that uh, uh, Danny's going to love this one for me. Uh, I'm going with a Home Alone character. I'm going with one yes. of two of our uh, our lovable uh, robbers, uh, uh, the Wet Bandits. Uh, well, as much as I love Joe yes. Pesci, and he's, he's one of my favorite actors, I'm going to go with Marv. Is it Merchants? I don't know how you would say I don't know. That's how I, that's how I Marv would Marv Merchants, it, yeah. played by the great David Stern. Uh, Dan, not David Stern. Daniel Stern. Sorry. David Stern was the commissioner. You know, of the, David Stern, the old uh, the NBA commissioner. The old commissioner of the NBA. <laughs> Daniel Stern. Sorry. Um, uh, the character of Marv, I just think, is so funny. I mean, both him and Pesci are great as a comedy team. They look great because he's tall and Joe Pesci's short, but the, it's just like that perfect, you know, Laurel and Hardy kind of, uh, you know, where one is just frustrated all the time. And then, you know, yep. Marv is just always like, kind of like, hey, look on the bright side of things. I just think he's so funny. He's such a great <laughs> actor in everything he does, um, but he's he's great in Home Alone. And the sort of just like kind of bobbly head, like happy-go-lucky the way that he gets joy out of like you know putting the the um, napkins and stuff and and towels into people's sinks when they get back in the car that one time and Joe Pesci's yes. like, what, what's so funny? What are you laughing at? He's like, oh, you did it again, didn't you? You did it again. And he goes, hey, it's our calling card. You know, we're the wet bandits. I, I just think it's so funny how he takes such such joy in that. Um, and let's listen yes. to a tiny little clip of <laughs> of Marv uh, played by Daniel Stern from Home Alone. 
You did it again, didn't you? You left the water running, didn't you? <laughs> What's wrong with you? Why do you do that? I told you not to do it. Harry, it's our calling card. Calling card. All the great ones leave their mark. We're the wet bandits. It's so good. Uh, here's a good little tidbit. I don't know if you, you probably know this, Danny, being a, a Home Alone aficionado. Okay, I'm ready. I don't know if you know this, but there's a, uh, I saw this cool thing that talked about how, you know the scene where they put the tarantula on his face, right, and he screams bloody murder? Yes. When they filmed that, because if Daniel Stern had actually screamed with the spider on his face, the spider would have instantly jumped off or ran off of his face, and they needed it to kind of stay there. Right. So he actually recorded the scream later because when he did it, when they filmed it, he just went and like opened his mouth like he was screaming <laughs> so that they wouldn't actually scare the yeah. spider. And then afterwards, he put in the, the scream, which I thought was a fun little uh, tidbit, a little behind-the-scenes tidbit that was kind of I, cool. I love tidbits. Tidbits are, are my favorite, and that's that's what we like to bring to our listeners bring on this the show. inside little, track. A little dose of insider information that when you're, you know, sitting with your family, you know, uh, on Christmas Eve or Christmas Day and the conversation dies down and you're like, what are we going to talk about now? You're like, hey, did you know that in Home Alone, uh, when uh, when Marv was screaming, he wasn't actually screaming. Um, We love that. No, I'm so glad that you included a character from Home Alone. Um, Obviously, I've already had one represent on my list and I may just have another coming Mm. up here pretty soon. no spoilies, no spoilies, but kind of spoilies. Um, <laughs> so number five, we're in our top yes. five. Oh, my gosh. We are humming we along. Do we this. are going to do this. It is going to there. It's a Christmas miracle. <laughs> um, number five for me is is a tandem. Um, and the reason I feel okay listing a tandem and I don't feel like I'm cheating is you really never see these two individuals separate from each other in the film that they're in. They don't have scenes that they do sure. alone. Um and and those characters are Todd and Margot uh, from Christmas Vacation, played by Julia Louis Dreyfus and Nicholas Guest. Oh, that's great! Um, fun fact fact about Nicholas Guest is his brother is Christopher ah, Guest, um, who is the the writer of you know Spinal Tap and Best yeah. in Show and uh, Waiting for Guffman and all all those all those classics. Um, but I think Todd and Margot are just absolutely brilliant characters just the juxtaposition between (laughs) the world of clark w griswold you know in his house and the way that he views christmas and life and then the neighbors who are right next door that are just like so like the city folks like why are they living in the suburbs anyway (laughs) why aren't they living in like a condo in downtown chicago um the style of their house is totally different um, the way that they go out in their like running suits and, and, and the way that they dress and the interaction between them and Clark, I think is absolutely brilliant. Um, like that scene, you know, towards the beginning when, when Clark brings home the tree and he's got the chainsaw and, you know, Todd, you know, shouts out, where do you plan on putting a tree that big Griswold? And he's like, why don't you bend over and I'll show you. Cause you got a lot of nerve talking to me like that Griswold. I wasn't talking to you. Um, I just, I think that's such a brilliant moment. Yeah. And of course there, there's the classic and, and maybe this is the clip that, that sure. we should play when, um, when they come home and the carpet is, is all wet. Why is inside the their house? Wet? And they're trying to figure out. I don't know, Margo. Like it's just, we got to play that it's clip. Absolutely I mean, brilliant. Classic we got to play that. That's the classic line. So anyway, number five for me, uh, Todd and Margot, played by Julia Louis-Dreyfus and Nicholas Guest uh, from Christmas Vacation. Let's, let's take a little listen. 
And why is the carpet all wet, Todd? I don't know, Margo. Oh, man. I mean, it's so good. Even when you know it's coming, it's still so good. So good. Yeah. And then at the end, when, when she, you know, she tells him, she goes, you march right on over there and you tell, or, and she goes over there and like the squirrel, like they open up the door and the squirrel comes flying out like straight <laughs> right. into her face. And then she goes back home and just absolutely slugs him. Um, there's just so many great moments that, that they're a part of in that film. And I, I really think they breathe a lot of, a lot of life, um, into that yes. story and that's that's why i had him at number five did we you know i i apologize because i may have told this story on this podcast and if i i have i apologize that i'm telling you this a second time but if i haven't here's a, a fun little anecdote uh, uh <laughs> when uh when i watched christmas vacation for the first time i was an adult i did not see that movie when i was right. a kid it just was not something that my family watched um but i remember watching it about five six seven years ago and uh, I was sitting on the couch and I'm watching it. I'm like, oh, this movie's so funny. I, I'd seen like little clips, but I had never seen the full thing. And so I'm watching it. I'm loving it. And there's the scene where Clark is out there, you know, getting, putting up the, all the lights and stuff. And I realized I was like, oh man, I'm just like him. You know, I'd love to put my lights up too. And as I'm looking <laughs> at what he's wearing, he was wearing a Chicago Bears hat, uh, a flannel shirt, a blue puffer vest, uh, uh, jeans and boots, right? Yes. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh man, this is great. Right. I'm just like him. And then I realize I look in the mirror that was next to my. We had like a mirror part of our uh, wall that was uh, next to the couch, and I was like, I'm literally wearing exactly the same clothes as him. I had <laughs> a old school Bears hat on. I had a flannel shirt. I had a blue puffer vest over it. I had jeans and boots, and I was like, I am Clark Griswold. It's like I literally am dressed like him, having no idea. I just happened to be wearing that that day as I watched the movie. So oh, I may so have told good. that story before. If I did, I, I'm very sorry. But uh, there you go. You you did, I did. but oh, I it. enjoy it. So you know, <laughs> if we have new twice, listeners, um, not... you, but maybe it was maybe it was only with me that maybe. you shared. I, I can't remember, or maybe it was such an early episode people have forgotten That's about true. it at this point in time. That's true. And they're like, "Wow, what a great story!" And then I was the jerk who came and was like, "Yeah, you, you already told, told that one, pal." <laughs> Um, no, that's okay. Okay, this is good, though. So, And we're moving along. This is great, guys. We, we get to even go a little bit shorter because uh, we did talk about our list ahead of time. And Danny and I have the same one for yes. number four. So we're going to do a joint number that's four exciting. because we have the same person. There's, oh, that's There's fun. no point in Efficiency. talking about it twice. We'll talk about it once together. How about we both start talking at the exact exactly same time? The same we're time. both going to say and what we, our choice was. And we both was. share exactly oh, what we'll... we think about this character and how much we enjoy it. <laughs> this is great radio. Um, okay, here we go. Uh, uh, dynamic. So, dynamic. So number four for both of us, uh, a very strong choice if I if I don't say so <laughs> myself, uh, is the character of Billy uh. Mack from Love Actually, played by the yes. great Bill Nighy. Uh, he's the guy who's the sort of aging rock star who sings, I feel it in my fingers. I feel it in my toes. Christmas is all around feel us. It in my it's toes, everywhere yeah. you go. Oh, it's so good. He's such a great character. We have <laughs> talked about him before on the podcast because he's yes. just brilliant in this movie. Danny, you say why you selected him uh, as well because we both think he's a great character. Okay, well, you know, he sings this song in the movie, uh, uh, Feel It In My Fingers, I Feel It In My Toe. Oh, wait, you already said that. Um, no. Uh, <laughs> just repeat everything I, I said. I just, my, yes, I'm just going to repeat everything you just said. No, I, the scene that I love uh, with him is when he's doing 
the radio interview and he's talking about like just being alone in his apartment with with his manager ugliest man i've ever met in my life like so and he's mean. literally like his manager is sitting out in the green room right. like listening to this happen it's just like how raw and real and he's like he's rehashing this story about like partying with the spice girls or Britney yeah. Spears or, or something like that that's just so absolutely ridiculous um i think it's hysterical and then obviously he has that very sort of heartwarming yeah. uh scene at at the end of the film i know we shared that clip before so we should probably share something a little different this time but um just to see the journey that his character you know goes on in this idea of this like aging rock star who's like trying to stay relevant and sort of like realizes hey maybe it's time for me to sort of like turn the page and move yeah. on a little bit. I think it's it's such a fun character and adds such a, a fun, different dynamic um, to all these different love stories that are happening within love, actually. So he's hysterical. He's fun. He's Bill uh, Nighy. Let's, uh, let's yes. play a little step. But the once great Billy Mack. Oh, dear me. How are the mighty fallen? I could safely put my hand up my ass and say that is the worst record I've heard this century. Oh, and coincidentally, I believe Billy will be a guest on my friend Mike's show. Time. Welcome back, Bill. So, Billy, welcome back to the airwaves. New Christmas single cover of Love Is All Around. Except we've changed the word love to Christmas. Yes, uh, is that an important message to you, Bill? <laughs> Not really, Mike. Christmas is a time for people with someone they love in their lives. And that's not you? That's not me, Michael. When I was young and successful, I was greedy and foolish, and now I'm left with no one, wrinkled and alone. <laughs> wow. Uh, thanks for that, Bill. For what? Well, for actually giving a real answer to a question. It doesn't often happen here at Radio Watford, I can tell you. Oh, he's, he's just the best. He is the best. Now, I have a, a slight... Um, uh, I'm going to add a, a film here. Um, that is just a recommendation. Okay. People may have seen this film. I'm not sure if they have, um, but in case they have not, it's not really a Christmas film, but I think there are Christmas moments in it, so we could uh, put it out there. And also, it's just a great film that will make you happy and joyful. The movie is called About Time. Have you ever seen this movie, Danny? Mm. Oh, no, Danny, my boy, you are going to love <laughs> this movie. I don't even want to tell, tell you it. too much about it. I will tell you. What can I tell you? Because it, it is a, a great movie. It, I'll tell you this. It is uh, about a father and son who have a very, very interesting ability, and it involves some time travel. That's what I'll say. Um, okay. I, I don't want to tell you more than that, but it is. it stars Bill Nighy. Um, it stars, uh, the guy, I don't know what his name is, but he's the red haired guy that was in like star Wars and, uh, Peter rabbit. You'd recognize me, recognize him. He's a British, young British actor. Uh, uh, also Rachel McAdams okay. is in it. It is so oh, wow. great. And it is such a great movie about time and the time that we get to spend with our, our loved ones. Uh, Danny, I want you to watch this movie, and then we're going to talk about it on the next podcast because it is so great. You Is it a Christmas movie? It's kind of, I mean, there are moments that happen at Christmas, so you can maybe justify that it's a Christmas movie. Okay. I mean, I, I do see Rachel McAdams. Mm -hmm. It's uh, it's from the creators of Love Actually yes. and uh, Notting Hill. Yes. it ha And Four Weddings it and It has funeral. a great kind of vibe like that. It, it, oh, dude, you're going to love it. It's so, it's one of my favorite okay. movies ever. 
It's so, so great. I have so many movies to watch right now, Eric. Every day I feel like I get a new DM on Instagram with people telling me I got to watch this movie or that movie. And and the one that everyone keeps telling me and us that we have to watch is the movie uh, Claus. Yes. uh, K-L-A-U-S. You. Have you you've seen I, that one? I think I started no. it uh, because a friend of mine worked on it. I, I do think I watched it. I watched it a few years ago, but I was kind of in and out. I was I feel like we, we watched it while we were decorating, so I wasn't like really sitting and watching it. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's supposed to be great. It's an animated Netflix movie um, about uh, yes. yeah, called Claus. K- I think it was nominated for an Academy yeah, Award, K-L-A-U-S, right? K-L-A-U-S, Claus. Claus. Santa A-U-S. Claus. Um. Uh. Yeah. We. Yeah. Uh, we should we watch that. that. Uh, we should both watch that, and we'll report back. But then you also got to watch about time because it's so good. You're gonna love it. I have so much to do. I have so much to do. Let's get oh, on with yes. our list so I can so I can get yes. to watching these. All movies. right. So I guess it's back to me because we did number four uh, jointly. We both chose Billy Max. So number yes. three for me. You're gonna like this one. This is another Home Alone one. Uh, this is Gus right. Polinski, played by the great John Candy uh, in Home Alone, <laughs> oh, the Polka yes. King uh, of Kenosha. Uh, it's he's I mean, John Candy is one of my heroes. <laughs> I love him as an actor. Uh, he brings such warmth and joy uh, to every movie that he's in. Uh, but this character was so funny. And also, I read that this most of his lines in uh, Home Alone were improvised. He he just came up with stuff on the spot. Yes, obviously, obviously he knew Catherine O'Hara from their their <laughs> days doing SCTV together. Um, so they were very comfortable working together and improvising together. But he's just like so lovable and and joyful. And even in a spot where you know his character is like has to ride in the back of a U-Haul, you know, all the all the way, uh, you know, back. It, it's like he he just brings such like joy and like a uh, uh, happy spirit to a uh, stranger in need that I feel like that is what Christmas is all about. And that's like the best part of, yeah. of his interactions in that movie. So let's listen to a little clip of Gus Polinsky, the polka king of Kenosha uh, by John Candy from Home Alone. <laughs> Wait, this is Christmas, the season of perpetual hope. And I don't care if I have to get out on your runway and hitchhike. If it costs me everything I own. If I have to sell my soul to the devil himself. I am going to get home to my son. Uh, ma'am, if there was anything at all I could do for do you it. today. Do anything. I-, I can get you a hotel room. You what? Can... Excuse me. Can you excuse us for a second? Can I see you for a second, please? Excuse us. No, oh. Couldn't help but hearing you you got a little bit of a dilemma there. We got a crisis ourselves. <laughs> Allow me to introduce myself. Gus Polinski. How are you? Polka King of the Midwest. The, the Kenosha Kickers. Hi there. How are you? No? That's okay. I thought you might have recognized. Anyways, um, I had a few hits a few years ago. Uh, that's why, I, you know, just polka, 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 polka. No? It, Twin Lakes polka, Damavuji polka, a.k.a. Kiss Me polka, polka twist. Well, these are songs. Yeah. Yeah, we, some fairly big hits for us, you know, in the early 70s, you know. <laughs> yeah, we sold about 623 copies of that. In Chicago? No, Sheboygan. Very big in Sheboygan. They loved it, you know. I'm sorry, did you say you could help me? A- anyway, I'm, I'm rambling here. <laughs> Our flight was canceled, so we gotta drive. So, uh, see the guy in the yellow jacket over there by the budget sign? He's gonna rent us a nice big uh, van, and we're gonna drive to Milwaukee. Now, I heard you had some problems. Your uh, 
Get into Chicago? We'll see your kid or something? Uh, my son, we, he... We left and he... He's there. Oh, jeez. If you have to get to Chicago, we'll, we'll gladly drive you. It's on the way to Milwaukee. You'd give me a ride? Sure we will. Why not? You know, you gotta get home and see your kid. A ride to Chicago? Sure, yeah, it's Christmas time. <laughs> thank you. Ah, so good. And to know that it's all improvised is is even better. That's all I can think of. (laughs) The Damahuji Polka, (laughs) a.k.a. Kiss Me Polka. And also the name (laughs) Gus Polinski is the most perfect Midwest, like, Polish name that somebody from Wisconsin would totally be named. the best. Gus Polinski. Yeah. I love that you sent me uh, the other day, you texted me a link to, uh, you can buy the Kenosha Kickers jacket. Um, through a company, I think it's called Results. Uh, it's uh, Roosevelt. Um, it's like and... Roosevelt's, but oh. without any of the vowels. It's like R S V L T S. But yeah, they they're they're a fun like kind of t shirt uh, and button up shirt company that make very themed uh, stuff. But yeah, Roosevelt's R S V L T S uh, is what you want to search for. But yeah, they do have the. I'm so glad I asked you what the name yeah. is because I've been saying that wrong for years. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, but years you can get years. the the um, that kind of yellow gold jacket that Gus Polinski wears in the film. You can get uh, your own version and wear wear it proudly around town. I want it so bad, so so bad. They have a they have a Buzz shirt that you can get. It's just like Buzz, <laughs> <laughs> and he's got. What is he wear? What is he wearing in this photo? This is you hysterical. know. I realized, Danny. Anyway, I, go go over to their. Oh, he's holding pizza. Oh, sure, he's holding pizza. I forgot to give you your <laughs> gift when you were at my house, Danny. Do you want me to tell you what it is? Uh, I I'm mean, just going to tell you what it is. Yeah, I, I mean, we're we're already an hour and a half into this episode. Let's, <laughs> let's just, keep, just keep, going. keep going. It is, and you may already have this, and if you do, I apologize. But uh, it's a little Nero's pizza hat. So it's the 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 hat oh, that the delivery boy yeah. wears uh, from from Home Alone. I forgot to give it to you when you were at my house, but I will. I'll give it to you. Uh, oh uh, my this gosh! Weekend. But yeah, just wanted to let you know that. Oh, yeah, thank yeah. you, dude. Amazing. Yeah, I love it. It'll match my little neuro shirt right. perfectly. I'll just drive around town delivering pizzas now <laughs> in my spare time. I love it. Knocking over little uh, jockey sure. statues on people's uh, property. You got to. <laughs> part of the bit amazing i'm so glad that you, you you put gus on there that was brilliant um so number three for me is uh is another home alone Great. character surprise surprise uh he's, he is in home alone one and two but not three and four okay uh and that is a character who's already appeared on our list and that is marv Merchant. yes <laughs> played by daniel stern uh in home alone i you can't say enough about marv like there's just he has so many in incredible moments like I, one of the lines, there's so many lines of his that, that stand out to me, but but one that I absolutely love is in Home Alone 2 um, when they're sort of, you know, they've made their way. Well, there's a lot of moments in Home right. Alone 2 that I love from, from Marvin. I could start at the beginning of the movie and, and work my way through. Uh, <laughs> but the first one that pops to mind for me is when they're at, they're like on the second or third floor and they finally made it through this maze of madness. Right. And they get to the door and they pull it. And all of a sudden, they hear this sound, and they both put their ears up against the door, and they're like, "What's that sound? What's that sound?" And then, the 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 tool chest like smashes into the door and like pushes them all the way across the right. room, and they push the doorway, and Marv goes, "That was the sound of a tool chest falling down the stairs." And then they go like, and they like both pull their pull their noses back. Right. Um, I 
I love that. I love when he he builds that like tower to try to get out of the the basement with like the huge metal like wash tub yeah. and the TV and it's all rickety after he's already like been electrocuted and that whole scene of him getting electrocuted was like oh, oh, oh. <laughs> yes, like, yes. that moment is absolutely brilliant. Um, the sticky bandits is Great, hysterical. Yeah. Um, anyway, there, there's so many incredible moments that, that that he has throughout the movies and it, it, it's hard to pick one clip but but let's just pick one here and, and put it in uh, daniel stern as as marv in home alone let's kill hold on p brain we got busted last time because we underestimated that little bundle of misery this ain't like the last time this ain't his house the kid's running scared he ain't got a plan may i do the thinking please Thank you. Sonny! Yes? Nothing would thrill me more greatly than to shoot you. Knocking off a youngster ain't gonna mean all that much to me. Understand? Mm-hmm. But since we're in a hurry, I'll make a deal with you. You throw down your camera, and we won't hurt you. You'll never hear from us again. Okay? You promise? I cross my heart and hope to die. Okay. Okay, kid. Give it to me. Direct it. How many fingers am I holding up, Marv? Eight. Okay, kid. You want to throw bricks? Go ahead, throw another one. If you can't do any better than that, kid, you're gonna lose. Come on, Marv, get up. You don't have any more bricks. He's out of it. What? <laughs> what? Have you came back? That did it. Nobody throws bricks at me and gets away with it. Come on, Marv, get up. You got this way. It's so around. funny. He's so, so good. good. Have you ever seen the movie yeah, the- um, Rookie of the Year? Oh yeah, it's, he's so good, oh, and he yeah. directed that movie. Did you know that Daniel Stern directed? Rookie Did he really? Uh, and he plays Brickman. Oh my the, gosh, the, the pitching coach who is the so pitching coach, funny. right? And my, my family loves that movie, but we especially quote the line: "Little help, little help now, little help, little, little help, help now, little help <laughs> We we quote that all the time. We love so Daniel Stern is oh, he's the best. He's so he really really is. and. Fun fact, which I'm sure you know, Eric, but um, for all our you know '90s kids out there, he was the voice of uh, Kevin yeah. Arnold, looking back on his life, the in narrator the of years. the Wonder Years. Totally, he's yeah. great, great, oh. great, great. All right, look at this, Danny. We have two left. We can do this. It's a longer episode, but it's not. We We're did. We there. made it into one episode. I think this is good. All right, so for number I uh, <laughs> number two for me, 
I'm going with the character of Yukon Cornelius, played by Larry D. Yes. Mann uh, from Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. We talked about Larry <laughs> D. Mann before because we love how he's he's Larry DeMann. Larry D. Mann, DeMann. Uh, played Yukon Cornelius. Um, he He's uh, 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 such a funny character. I love the character of Yukon Cornelius. I dressed as Yukon Cornelius, as some of you may have seen on our socials, uh, a few years ago with my family when we all did a, a Rudolph dress-up uh, time. But I just love, again, this is a character who meets a stranger in need and is just filled with joy and how can I help this person? As opposed to being bothered by yeah. Rudolph's problems, he's like, hey, kid, reindeer boy, you look like you need help. I'm going to bring you along and help you out right away with you know, no questions asked. So I just love that aspect yep. of his character. I also love, I think I mentioned this uh, on the podcast before, but we, we always play Guess Who in our family of like guessing different characters from stuff. And anytime <laughs> we play Guess Who, yeah. no matter what, <laughs> what month of the year it is, uh, my son Miles always loves to go first and go, I have one. I have one. And it's always Yukon Cornelius. <laughs> so we, we sort of humor that and we'll ask questions. Is he wearing a red hat? Does he like silver and gold? Does he have a reindeer as a friend? Uh, and, and Miles always gets a kick out of that. So Yukon Cornelius by Larry D. Mann. Let's listen to a little clip of silver and gold by uh, Yukon Cornelius. Spit that away. Who are you? Who am I? The name's Yukon Cornelius, the greatest prospector in the north. This is my land, and you know, it's rich with gold. Gold! Gold and silver! Silver and gold! Wahoo! Silver and gold, silver, silver and gold. Silver and gold. It's so good. I mean, I I like you him in the in the movie because I feel like Santa's not really the nicest guy when He's it a comes grumpy. to yeah, a little grumpy. to Rudolph and you know people are not super accepting or accepting of all of, of Rudolph and but then you got Yukon Cornelius who comes in and is like immediately like jumps to his aid, wants to be there for him, wants to help him out. So I, I really, really, really like that selection and, and really like yeah. him uh, in that story. Great, uh, great number two. Um, Thank you very for much. me. For me at number two, I've got another uh, tandem, okay. and I feel okay doing this again because <laughs> in the movie that they are in, they never appear. Uh, in scenes without each other. Okay. Um, and that movie is Muppet Christmas Carol. And the characters are Gonzo and Rizzo. Oh, that's great. Muppet Christmas Carol. That's uh, so Voiced good. by uh, David, uh, Dave Goals and Steve Whitmire. Um, fun fact about Steve Whitmire is not only was he the, the voice and, uh, you know, actor for, for Rizzo, but he actually took over Kermit the Frog um, huh. after Jim Henson passed away in 1990. Um, not so fun fact about Steve Whitmire is that he was fired, uh, in 2018, um, for, I guess, many, many, many years of being very difficult to work with and refusing to train an understudy because he didn't want to have an understudy for Kermit. He always sure. wanted it to be him. And so, uh, after Disney acquired the Jim Henson studios, uh, their characters back, uh, in the two thousands, uh, Steve, Steve was, uh, 
was fired. Um, and with that, uh, Rizzo the Rat uh, has not appeared in anything since then because he's the only person who has ever done Rizzo oh, the Rat. Yeah, you know, that's yeah. a great point. I feel like I've never seen Rizzo since then. Yeah. Wow. It's quite disappointing. But let's let's talk yeah, less about sad, spiteful com- Christmas. <laughs> right? And let's talk a little bit more. Now, I will say Rizzo does make an appearance in Muppet Babies, the, the new version that you can watch on sure. Disney+, Plus, which is a cartoon, so you can still get your Rizzo filled. But um, Good. as I shared before when we were talking about our favorite movies, uh, I think Gonzo and Rizzo, uh, their interaction, the comedy that they perform the jokes, the performances of those jokes in Muppet Christmas Carol is is absolutely hysterical. Um, yeah. Since my daughter and I watched it for the first time together, you know, a month or so ago, uh, we we watch it all the time now. She asks for it all the time. She just cracks up anytime Gonzo and and Rizzo are on screen. There's that that great moment where they're sort of sitting up by the like the gas lamp uh, in, in London and yeah. Gonzo's, you know, sort of narrating the story and he goes to light the, um, the lantern and he lights uh, Rizzo's tail. And, right. and he's like, light, light the lantern, not the rat, light the lantern, not the rat. <laughs> and he goes, and then Gonzo's like, you got to trust me, Rizzo. And he just like throws him down into this like frozen bucket of like ice water, like right. down on the ground. Um, that's a brilliant moment. I think moment they may have just them. found, I think they may have just found a new voice for Rizzo the rat and Mr. Danny Jordan. There. I mean, that was pretty good. <laughs> that was pretty good. Uh, is that is that challenging my Sia impersonation now? I, I, it's pretty I good. Know. It's pretty okay. good. If you're right. if right. you work at Jim Henson Studios, please uh, reach out to us because we got your guy right here. He's ready to They're go. They're not too far from here. You know, That's we right. just you and me. Let's hop in the car. Let's drive over the hill into Hollywood and knock on that gate and say like, "Hey, it's Rizzo out here. Um, <laughs> we got I the get Rizzo. Back on the, Come on, <laughs> I want to get back on the screen." Um, anyway, I, I think they're hysterical. If you've not seen Muppet Christmas Carol, or it's been a long time since you've watched it, please, please add it to your viewing list this holiday season. It's hysterical. There are so many incredible moments, um, with, with Rizzo and Gonzo, and we will, we'll share one of them, uh, right now. Rizzo. You're welcome, Mr. Dickens. 
In life, the Marleys had been business partners with a shrewd moneylender named Ebenezer Scrooge. You will meet him as he comes around that corner. Where? There. When? Now. Oh, dude, this has inspired me. We've not watched Muppet Christmas this season yet, and I think I'm really? going to uh, petition the family to watch it tonight. I, 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 with I Michael so Caine. Michael Caine. Merry Christmas <laughs> on Michael Caine. That's so good. Very good That's choice. That's better than mine. No, no, you're thank you. great, too. Um, oh, thank okay, you. so here we go. Number one, for me, this is a good one. I'm, I, I'm, I feel very. I feel good about this as, as my number one. Uh, I'm going... Okay. From a Christmas story, character played by Darren McGavin, the old man. He doesn't even have, he's oh. the father, but he's just called the old man. I, I have talked to you before about how much I love Christmas story. I just love this this actor's portrayal of the dad. It feels so right in, you know, obviously we talk about being dads all the time, of just that feeling of sometimes he just wants to read the newspaper and be left alone for a second, (laughs) but he also loves his family, and the way that he kind of just rotates back and forth between, you know, being like present and happy with them, and then being a little grumbly, and how he has to go down in the basement and fix the, the radiator and stuff, and then the way that he reacts when he gets the major award, you know, is is just so yes. great and so perfect. And one of the most indispensable parts of that movie is that presence and that character. Um, yes. So uh, he reminds me a little bit of, of my old man, my dad. So uh, I, let's listen to a little clip of Darren McGavin as the old man from A Christmas Story. A little bit to, to, to the right. Yeah, a little that way. Just a little bit. A little off more to the, to the right. Okay, more. That's it, though. Stop right there. That's wonderful. Hey, Park, what is that? Don't bother me now, sweet. Can't see I'm busy. Yeah, but what is that? It's, it's, a, it's a major award. A major award? Shucks, I wouldn't have known, Dad. It looks like a lamp. What is a lamp, you nincompoop? But it's a major award. I won it. Damn, hell, you say you won it? Yeah. Mind power, sweet, mind power. The entire neighborhood was turned on. Oh, you should see what it looks like from out here. It could be seen up and down Cleveland Street, the symbol of the old man's victory. If he won that, it's a major award. <laughs> Isn't it about time for something? Oh, he's so good. And he's, I love in that clip, he's like so excited that he's getting this major award and, major he, and then <laughs> the look that the way that he justifies when he pulls it out and he sees that it's ridiculous too but he's like no, no, this is good this is good this is a big thing we gotta feature it in the window it's just it's such a great uh, character uh so that that was my number one the old man oh from gosh. a christmas story best he ancillary just feels character. like a dad you know yeah. um and because Here's the thing, like you and I, I think are a specific brand of dad, but not every brand of dad is is like that out there. And I think right. that within the framework of a Christmas story uh, or a Christmas movie in general, I think historically, like, oh, the dad has to be nice and sweet and kind and, and present <laughs> and all these things. And like, you know, the reality is, is not every parent is like that or not every yeah. parent is like that all the time. And I think it's, all the time. Yeah. It's very believable. Um, and authentic uh, as, as as a representation of how some parents are in this world, and so mm-hmm. I think it's um, it's a great selection, um, nicely done. Your list, as always, was dynamic as heck and, and super fun oh, thanks, to go buddy. through, and and we did it within one episode, which I'm so yes. proud of us. Um, all right, so my 
My number one is one of the most ridiculous uh, characters, one of the most like out of touch characters, you know, possibly in cinema. Um, and that is uh, Cousin Eddie in Christmas Vacation, played by Randy Quaid. Um, I, I'm laughing just I thinking love, about it. <laughs> he's got so many moments within that film and, and all of you know the vacation films that he appears in yeah. um, where you're just like, what? Wait, wait, what? There's a person that, that acts like that? There's a person that, that thinks that's okay? And the way that, that Randy Quaid plays the character is is so spot on he's so great he's so oblivious to sort of everything yeah. that's happening around him um obviously he's got uh you know a, a ton of a ton of great lines within it but even i think a lot of what he does in that film is not him even saying anything at all um right. you know like the moment when when clark is you know looking out the front window and um you know and 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 uh Oh my gosh, I'm totally blanking on her name. Beverly D'Angelo's character yeah. walks over, and uh, and she's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Oh, you know, just taking in the uh, something something of a winter's morn, and a, a man emptying his septic tank into my <laughs> into the sewer." And he's like, "You know," and then he's just out there, and he's just like waving. He's like, "Merry Christmas!" The blanker was full, you know. Like it's just, <laughs> yeah. um, it's so ridiculous. Um, then like the moment when he like knocks down like he's got that old school like you know candle thing where like spins the little like you know copter blades around yeah. and he goes over to touch it and the whole thing just falls apart yeah um he's just got so many so many brilliant moments and then obviously i think my favorite line of his in the entire movie is when he he looks at clark and he goes i'm gonna get you something real nice like that's just <laughs> i think my my favorite line of his in the entire film but um i love it he's a hysterical character it's cousin eddie and chris's vacation and uh we'll play a little clip for you all right now how you doing oh, not that good actually your company uh kill off all them people over in india not long ago no he missed out on that one you're pretty set so far as uh shopping goes well i can't lie to you clark truth is things ain't going too good at all you know i told you i borrowed the rv from my neighbor it's mine we live in it had to sell off the house the barn the 10 acres all i kept was a 50-foot plot the pigs and the worm farm if only i had back the money that me and Catherine sent that tv preacher that was screwing the hockey players what about the kids well, his kids can fend for themselves. I mean, oh, your kids. Oh, well, that's the bitch of it. Gee, I don't know what to do. We coasted into town on fumes, gas money, give out in gurney. <sighs> Eddie, Ellen and I want to help you give the kids a nice Christmas. Clark, I couldn't do that. <laughs> no, no, we, we insist. Oh, no, I'm not one for charity now. Oh, I know that, Eddie. This isn't charity, it's family. Now, come on. If you don't tell me what they want, I'll go out and get it on my own. Oh, boy. <laughs> this is a surprise, Clark. <laughs> this is just a real nice surprise. Just a real nice surprise. <laughs> Here's a little list. Alphabetical starting with Catherine. And if it wouldn't be too much, I'd like to get something for you, Clark. Something really nice. Huh? Oh, so funny. 
great he's choice. Classic. He's a classic. classic. I went to a, a a Christmas party a few years back, um, and the theme of it was like you know famous Christmas movie characters, which it was what you had to come dressed up as. I love um, that. And my yeah my my brother went as Kevin McAllister. Uh, my sister was one of the kids on the the train for Polar Express. Uh-huh. Um, I went with some friends as uh, Alvin, Simon, and Theodore nice. um, from the Chipmunks. And there was yeah. a guy at the party who was dressed like Cousin Eddie with the like robe and like yeah. the brown like hat with the Aviator slippers and cap. the socks yeah, yeah. pulled up and the and the stogie in hand. It was just <laughs> um, pure, oh, it's good. pure brilliance. Um, I love him. Love him so much. This was this was fun, Eric. This was a good list. I'm excited by this. I think I hope that you out there in uh, listener land uh, uh, enjoyed what we <laughs> brought to you today. Uh, enjoyed yeah. this little Christmas present for you. And um, if you agree with our list, let us know. If we missed anybody, please reach out to us on the socials and, and tell us who we missed, who is an ancillary character from a Christmas movie or TV show or uh, TV special that, that you think should have been on the list. Let us know. We'll talk about it. Uh, if you if you present us with a good one, if we're like, oh, yep, you're right, you're right, we'll take one of ours off. Um, but please do let us know. Reach out to us on the socials. We are at Christmas Countdown Show at Instagram, yes. Facebook, and uh, 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 TikTok, and we are at yes. Xmas Pod on Twitter, and we have Eric. a Patreon. Look at that, Danny! I did all the you socials. You did it! <laughs> I'm so proud of it. you. 16 episodes in, I knew you would get that. I knew it. <laughs> um, well, now I don't have anything to say at, at the end of this episode, <laughs> which is which is fun. Um, I but stole yeah, your if, line. if you're loving the show, no, it's it's great. Uh, make sure to rate and review, obviously, on, on Apple. You can do that right now. Scroll down. Give us five stars. Uh, send us a review. Send us a DM uh, on the socials. Let us know where you're listening and what you love about the show. And, uh, you know, and we'll read that review here on the show. We have, uh, after this episode, my gosh, Eric, uh, we only have four episodes left after oh this gosh. one. So make sure you get those reviews in soon. Get those messages in soon. Um, it's wild to think that we're that close to Christmas. So we should probably get running and maybe go wrap some gifts or something like I think that. so agree? I think so and All as right. we say every single episode on the Christmas Countdown show Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays we'll see you on the next one bye bye All right. see you guys <laughs> <laughs>